I'm Eric. I'm Jesse. I'm Joe. And you're you. And that sounded so much better coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yes, that was pretty good. That, that was. Good. Welcome, Joe, to a funny thing happened all the way to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Joe Gonzalez. First off, and this is a big question that I've had. I wow. have not went into your archives long enough to, to know this. <laughs> Why do you pronounce realtor differently? Because <laughs> of the first video... <laughs> I thought that's a funny first question. I I'm so interested because at first I thought he doesn't know how to pronounce realtor, and then am I pronouncing it wrong? I didn't know. But then you started emphasizing the a l in your text, so I'm like, okay, so he's he he. So what's up? Uh, this is why hilarious. are you a realtor? Realtor, I'm realtor. realtor. Uh, I'm just uh, having a lot of fun. I mean, <laughs> I just I like. Putting spins on things, saying things different. Uh, I, don't, I just don't find it as fun to say things normally. I think it's more fun just having fun. Is there any other words that you pronounce differently intentionally? Wow. I <laughs> I don't know. I uh, Just grilling you. Yeah. I mean, this is a funny start. I didn't know how we'd start here. but We asked the hard-hitting <laughs> questions at the beginning. We're going through Alter. I mean, I think as we go on, you might see things that I say differently. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe you could explain what you do because you're in oh, real estate. Yes. So the field. Yes. Is there so, a little bit more about that? So I'm a real estate broker. I've been working in real estate for five, six years now. Uh, my office is in Fawn Hill. I live in Waynefleet, sell real estate. It's a decent commute in the morning, yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. I live northeast end of Waynefleet to okay. Fawnell, so it's like right on the border there. Hmm. And yeah, selling houses and uh, do a lot of marketing content creation, a lot of content. Hey, Just, that's, that's what we do. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's why this is really interesting for me too. It's always nice to talk to fellow content creators and yes, like this podcast is great in what we do. Um, I also own a photo and video company, hence the equipment. And gotcha. Everything. So we do a lot of kind of professional content creation as well. Not that this isn't professional, but this is a little bit different. Yeah. So what kind of stuff, what are you weddings, working on? Weddings, business, I mean weddings, and then we work with small businesses. So pictures and video for weddings. Yeah. And nice. And commercials and things and commercials. like that. Commercials. Nice. Business cards, as you just heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doing business on the way in here. I like it. Yeah. Business uh, brochures, business products. We we are. And you work for the company or own it? It's my company. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I like it. I should also disclose that I am I'm a lot of things, real estate investor a little bit, but but I build houses. I'm a carpenter, so nice. Got that background. I'm, I'm always around houses, anyways. Oh, that's cool. So it's it's good that you're so not you, homeless. It's true. So you probably know more about houses than I do. Maybe in in framing them, mm-hmm. and maybe some of the other contracting type stuff. But I mean, I don't know if I. I think I'm seeing more money possibilities out of the real estate investing side of things than just building yeah. things and fixing things. Yeah, at least for now. Real estate's good investment for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I don't know. Should we address the elephant in the room, or should we just let it be? Because this is good. this. If if things go poorly, then okay. two weeks later, you with you as the viewer with hindsight. Today is April twenty third, two thousand nineteen. At so seven thirty five at tr- night, Toronto is playing Boston. Yes. It is currently in the first period. 
Game seven, seven. Game seven, seven minutes and 30 seconds remaining. And that's why we have our second blue-haired guest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a game on. And when I wore this two games ago, they won. So this, I'm just going to, everybody can thank me for this later. Were you in the same attire? Exact same. Yeah, exact same. Exact same. Well, I mean, I'm always wearing the, the gold jacket. I guess this is another word. Gold jacket. Jacket. I like it. Yeah. The jacket I'm always wearing. And I definitely had this jersey on and the Joe shirt underneath and probably jeans. So. Well, that works. Yeah. I heard that apparently Drake, when he goes and watches a game, is bad luck. And, and somebody's saying that he should go to Boston and wear a Boston jersey and, and try to turn it around somehow. That would be great. Do you believe in this, in this phenomenon? Uh, well, you said he did. <laughs> What's that? Well, you just said you. Oh, I missed it. You well, wore that, and they won. So no, 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 no. Drake, Drake, Drake. Oh, Drake. Yeah. He goes and watches the game. I mean, I don't know if I believe it, but if it works, that would be amazing. Because I don't remember the last time the Leafs beat Boston in the playoffs, if ever. So if it would work, I hope he's it's doing a miracle. it. Yeah, he's just there in the crowd with a with a hoodie pulled over and a, a jersey on top. That would be great. Be very interesting because this is the first time we've ever covered a live event, kind of outside of Twitter updates that I occasionally get. So people could potentially be commenting saying, "Well, this is anticlimactic. They know how it's going to end." Yeah, but it's exciting now for us, and I, I really appreciate you guys putting on the game because that's pretty cool. Are you, are you a lifelong hockey fan? Uh, so I'm not uh, going to tell you I'm the most hardcore hockey fan in the world. No, you don't look it. No. <laughs> The blue <laughs> hair and blue jersey. Okay. Uh, it's further than I'd ever go. Yeah. That, that was a joke. You yeah. look at the part. I mean, uh, a couple of days ago, I did a little poll on Facebook, and in one picture, I wore this. Another one, I wore a Boston jersey. So I just had this. I, I've always rooted for the home team, Leafs, and uh, I've seemed to find myself watching the playoffs more. It's the most exciting hockey to me. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's hockey fans that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a weirdo. I like Olympic hockey. Yeah, Olympic yeah. hockey. Yeah, it's great. When when there's a big stage, that's I find it exciting. In playoffs, uh, every play is important. So I just find it that much more exciting. But I'm not not a hardcore fan by any means. <laughs> but I am a Toronto fan. <laughs> you, have you ever gone to watch a game live yourself? Yeah, I've been to the Leafs play the Habs in Toronto. I've been to a Habs game. In Montreal, I don't remember who they played. Been to a Buffalo game in Buffalo. A lot of people in this region are going to do that if you live in the Niagara region. Yeah. Tickets are so much cheaper. Way cheaper. Yeah. Way cheaper. The only reason I went to the game in Toronto was it was free tickets. So. Well, that's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. If I could get free tickets, I would go. Yeah, for sure. It seems so prohibitive, like how expensive it is. I don't know how kids these days are going to grow up and, you know. You're sounding older. <laughs> yeah, but, well, even when I was a kid, they were probably. Oh, kids, these kids, days. kids these days. Even when I was a kid, they were probably very oh, expensive. Shoot. But, like, oh, no. <laughs> No, well, that just happened. Here comes a goal from Boston. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's exceptionally expensive. I don't know how kids with all these dreams about hockey and all that can really get amped up when they can't even go see a game. It's not even that accessible anymore unless your parents are very well off or you have some you go see interesting local opportunities. Hockey. Yeah, yeah, local hockey, the I mean, ice dogs. I've are... seen some OHL stuff. Yeah. yeah. The so, ice dogs, I, I'm not a hockey fan. I'll watch, but I'm not really a hockey fan. Um... But it was fun. I recently went to an Ice Dogs game, and mm -hmm. it was 
it was fun to be live, and I yeah. wouldn't have went had the tickets also not been paid for. Yeah. So. So I'd like to hear more about you guys. So, I, <laughs> I, I, I on this episode of the podcast, the hosts get interviewed. Yeah. So I mean, I find it really cool what you guys are doing. I we were just talking before you got it rolling. I have a great appreciation for other content creators. I think it's great. Uh, how did this start? I think it started because Jesse and I decided we wanted two things. One, we wanted to create more content. And a podcast is a very rigidly scheduled thing where you can just do it every single week. Mm-hmm. And two, we just wanted to get to know each other more because... Oh, my God. It, it, it sounds really <laughs> intimate and romantic or something, but it's... It's no, a good way to it, do it, though. Pretty much... We, in 60 weeks, it has went from me knowing Eric yeah. to it, him being one of, if not my best friends. Nice. And it feels like I've known him for 10 years. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, I mean, it's forced conversation. Yeah, you guys, yeah. <laughs> and you do this every week? Every week. Oh, yeah. Sometimes right. we, I mean, the viewers at home don't know this, but sometimes we'll do two a week yeah. if the scheduling allows. Yeah. And sometimes we do miss a week if we do two right. a week. But we, we wow. average about one a week. It's a great type of thing to put out there because anybody can do it yeah I, I think your best bet if you're going to spend money and you know say you need to invest in something just get a good microphone set up because yeah. a cell phone may, takes good enough video for you to do it as long as you figure out a way to record long enough but you know you could have your own podcast or anybody watching yeah. could have their own podcast yeah. see now the inspiration it can, it <laughs> i can love be, it it I can be by it. themselves if you're really good at talking yeah you keep a flow going right. usually that's shorter term content but but if you got somebody you want to talk to could be just you and a guest, or it could be two hosts. It could be whatever. I think once you get past about four people, it gets too confusing. Yeah, and a little too People much. talking over each other, but yeah. but yeah. So how do you guys know each other? So he, <laughs> we've told the story a couple times. So I'll, I'll keep you? it a little brief. But I came to the Niagara region to be a student, right? And, and I from? was a, I was a photographer. Uh, I came from up in Barrie, but gotcha. um, but yeah, I, I was a photographer at the time doing my own work, and he. I, I came from Tilsonburg yes. right. to the Niagara region to be a student, yes. as you so put it. Nice. Uh, film production, Niagara College. Nice. And then I kind of never left. Yeah. And started this whole started DH this Media whole thing. That's sick. And anyways, adventure. he interviewed me and I, I got a job. Sick. So for a while I was just uh, I really, a honest to God, didn't want to be friends with him <laughs> at the beginning. Really? Well, because... The, <laughs> that's, sim- that's nice of you. I, it changed, right? Because the way I thought, and I still to an extent believe this, if we ever hired somebody else, there has to be professionalism. There has to You have to have some employees that you're not friends with because right. I'm at an issue right now. When I get married, I have to hire a different photography company because <laughs> every one of my employees is in my wedding party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Strange dilemma to have. That's that my is, thing. Right. If... And I obviously, had he been a jerk, I wouldn't have been friends with him. But since he's not a jerk and he's a really good guy, that's how we became friends. That's but cool. originally I thought he's an employee. And at the beginning, it was like that. And then one time we went out for dinner and did photos of the Rib Fest. Nice. And I realized, shit, he's a good photographer. I need to step up my game. And then, you know, everything else happened. And yeah. Here we are. I like it. That's cool. And it's been three years almost. Happy three years. Yay. That, you guys, that you've known each other. Yeah. 
And when did you start your company? I started it back in 2014. Um, started with myself and like a lot of other videographers, my girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. It did not work out with her. No. So I seeked other contractors. Mm -hmm. And we have had some good years, some bad years, and some very interesting situations over the years. But here we are. It technically year five and and now the podcast is to help so the podcast is kind of a thing. weird thing <laughs> at the beginning we said it's a hundred percent separate but in certain situations it's they kind of go not hand in hand but case in point the guest before you right he was a client of ours groom he was a groom. Right. So it's not necessarily ever going to be amalgamated, but they, they're not competitive in any way, so they exist. Right. Just, But since we don't make money, it doesn't matter at all. Right. But it's uh, content creation is great. It's yeah. helping. And our name gets personal branding. Yeah. You. Yeah. And it's weird because we've, and I can say this, um, outside of the, the guy last week, Bobby, who was a guest or a client of ours. Yeah. It's really interesting when you start to meet people that you've only seen on a screen. Right. So I don't necessarily know if you would consider yourself a celebrity. <laughs> you are a social media personality. Yes. I, I think I'd like to turn attention to that because that's okay. That's the only you that I, I know is, is, is you on Facebook. Right. <laughs> Anyways, it's cool to meet people. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I'm happy you guys invited me out. As soon as you, you hit me up, I was more than willing to. Actually, fun fact, I think I also did contact your <laughs> Facebook page at one point uh, saying that I like your stuff and maybe we could do some work together. Yeah, nice. So what are you doing with your Facebook these days for the people that don't know? Okay, so... Eating a lot of burgers. Yes, yeah, yeah, I've, I've noticed that. <laughs> Yeah, so most recently I started the Burger Quest, and I'm on the search to find the best gold medal burger. I started Niagara, but I now haven't had supper yet. This was bad. No, no. I mean, can we? Can... No. <laughs> what, what qualifies as a gold gold medal burger? Gold medal burger is simply the bun, the patty, lettuce, onion, and pickle. And the reason for this was I wanted to, and this was a lot of deliberation when I decided to go on this quest on what to get on it. <laughs> that makes it sound very epic. Well, I mean, I, I was throwing around the idea for a while with, with my team and friends and family saying I want to start doing this. Um, and I wanted to do burgers because there's another guy that does pizza, so I didn't want to completely rip them off. So I wanted to figure a way to standardize it. A lot of people, more people than not wanted me to do the signature burger at every place. But I found that the toppings can hide and mask a true burger. And I'm just trying to find the good burger. And I thought it'd be too plain to get no toppings. Like no lettuce, no onion, no pickle. The beef would really have to stand on its yeah. own. Right. And it, I find, yeah, it'd be... <laughs> because <laughs> that's all you got the beef yeah. and the bun and now at least there's an opportunity for a little bit of variation with those three toppings 
because there's been people or businesses that have been able to do things like pickled onions, which I thought was really good, mm-hmm. and uh, like sautéed onions, which I thought took it to yeah. another level. I love when they're caramelized. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and there's uh, one place. Do nothing now. Oh no. wow, <laughs> it's not going in your favor. We're gonna no. watch the mental breakdown yeah. of Jogan's. Yeah, <laughs> show's over. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. If you get upset, we have alcohol to calm the nerves. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I see that. I like the lineup here. Yeah. I always like to point out there's hydrogen peroxide in that lineup for some reason. Uh, don't, just, don't drink that. I just enjoy that. Um, you also won... What, it was... What was the advertising award? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Your award winning. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, 2019 Marketer of the Year. There we go. Yeah, Niagara Association of Realtors. That was pretty cool. I was in great company with that too. There was three other realtors, uh, Nathan Morissette, um, uh, Jerry Hendricks, and Joe Bari. They're all making it happening. So the fact that I was able to win... Uh, in that field was pretty cool, but the cool thing for me was it, it's realtors that vote for it. So it's all the realtors in Niagara voted. So it was pretty cool because honestly, not a lot of realtors engage in my content. So I know that they're watching, but I didn't really hear much. I didn't know if they liked it or not. So it was pretty cool that they. That's an interesting thing is you don't necessarily know the impact you're having because a lot of people who will stumble upon things that you or I or anybody create don't comment they don't mm-hmm. you know, share they don't do any of those things Just so it's, passive view yeah mm-hmm. it's hard to really quantify that mm-hmm. yeah, you find Unless out you piss them off <laughs> and then they comment. yeah then you get the, the, the bad stuff is yeah. yeah more vocal for sure uh but yeah so that, that was pretty cool because yeah the, definitely it, thousands of views only so many comments so many likes i mean they're happening but yeah most people are not engaging so in the real estate world yeah. Since you know there's realtors, what? Sorry, realtors. Realtors. <laughs> um, sounds like a type of mints. Sounds like a like a knockoff Godzilla. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, is it? How do I say? It? Is it kind of dog eat dog out there, or is everybody really friendly as far as like realtor to realtor? That's a good question. Uh, so we're all independent contractors. Yeah. Um, it is a competitive industry. The way I look at it is, and everybody looks at it differently, but I see it as we're all competing for listings. Like if you wanted to list your property as realtors are going to want that. But once a a property is listed, I see it as a teamwork It's collaboration. Because if, for example, you were a realtor, and you had his house listed, mm-hmm. and now I had a buyer that wanted to buy it, we have to work together to put the deal together. Yeah. Even though we have both our clients' interests at heart, and I'm going to try and get the best deal for my client and the same for you, at the end of the day, we want to put the deal together as well as the buyer and seller. So we have to work well together. So even though we might have been competing to list this house, if you have it listed and I have a buyer, it's time for us to get some business done. I mean, there's some realtors that don't see it that way. Some see it competitive through and through. Uh, that's I'm sure there's a lot that see it the way I do. Uh, I'm I'm actually I don't know. Yeah, you guys probably haven't seen it, but about two months ago, I re-brought back uh, something called Caravan Tour, Caravan Squad. I've been watching. Yeah, so that's something I'm trying because in our industry, 
even though I've only been around five, six years, realtors are being more distant from each other with technology, right? Mm -hmm. Back before I started, and there's been changes since I started, but email wasn't around. You had an offer, you had to bring it to the other realtor and have a face-to-face -face conversation, right? Now, negotiations get done over email, text message, maybe a phone call, hardly ever face-to-face. -face. So with Caravan Tour, what it is, is it's nothing groundbreaking. A lot of offices do it in inner office where every, for example, company I work for, Century 21, every Tuesday we have a sales meeting, nine o'clock Tuesday morning. And when we're done, like today, uh, we went to go look at the new listings in the office. So everybody that was in the meeting goes and looks at the new listing so that we can give feedback on the property. And if we have any buyers interested in anything like that, we have a first-hand look at it and see what's going on. But with Caravan Squad, what I'm trying to do is build more team and face-to-face -face back with Realtors, and it's open to all brokerages and all Realtors. So I'm saying Realtor a lot more than I normally do. <laughs> is, it, is it ingrained in your mind to say it, it like that? Like it. it seems like it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. I'm not either, although it, it is, you'll see every time you say it, I smile because it, it is slightly different. That's that's interesting. There there must be a little bit of a a breakdown too between realtors and, and clients. A little well, not really a breakdown, but less communication necessary. Because when I'm buying houses, um, there are automated like emails and stuff yeah. that go out to show new listings, and, yeah. and I have great apps like Realtor.ca that I yeah. personally like and use. It seems like it's funny. Maybe it's because myself and um, my girlfriend are very decisive. But we, I, like the last place, we literally, we were all out on a weekend looking at places that were um, just an open house or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we walked into the one that we had, had set out with the intention of going to after a couple of ones we just found on the way. And we stepped in there and we're like, yeah, we'll buy it. And we contacted a real estate agent. Just wow. Said, sure. Because I, I don't, there's this almost, uh, maybe, maybe I'm just too different, but yeah, no. I can tell what I want right away. And I yeah, don't really need good. to even talk to the real estate agent before saying, yeah, we'll buy it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, see, I don't know. I think back before, um, one of the big roles for a realtor was finding, helping to find a home for their buyer. Now, just like you mentioned, this is not, uh, maybe you're a little bit more aggressive, but not a completely uncommon process where buyers are able to locate the homes that they want to see even better than I can or any realtor. Because the client doesn't know exactly what they want. Yeah, right? they know what they want. And all my clients, the ones that are motivated and want to buy, they're on realtor.ca refreshing mm -hmm. 300 times a day. Whereas I look at it twice a day, maybe three times. So they'll see listings and tell me that it's listed before I know. So my, my role isn't necessarily... And sometimes I do find a home first for different reasons course, but, not everybody's going to be actively searching yeah, that hard yeah yeah a lot are but not everyone mm -hmm. but then once finding a property that's when it's time to do the work to negotiate the deal and protect them through the offer you if you've been through it yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting so what kind of things are you typically negotiating other than price is well there... price is number one the two biggest things to negotiate in a real estate deal residential deal is number one price and second most important or common is closing date those are the two and then from there it goes to the amount of the deposit chattels included the appliances and conditions 
what conditions and how long, like financing, putting together a mortgage or doing an inspection or whatever else might be involved. Do you find that uh, almost every house you end up working on or whatever has um, an inspection done and, and things like that? Because mm. I know my girlfriend and I have just bought houses as is right. because it's better for us in our situation, but mm-hmm. do, do, do a lot of people do that? Uh, so I would say that maybe 70% of deals that I do now, it's a little bit different too. When the market was really hot, there was less home inspections getting done because mm-hmm. a lot of people were making offers without conditions, buying buying cash. Yeah, buying yeah. cash and figuring out the financing and anything later. Now that the market's balanced, home inspections are more common. Like I was saying, maybe around 70%. And of those 70%, about half of them use a hired home inspector versus their dad, uncle, best friend, whatever. But It's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I should add that the last house I bought... Um, I don't know if it was the reason why it was listed as is. I think the house was on the market for a long time. They were just trying to get rid of it. Yeah. But it had a um, an issue with roots and uh, the drainage pipe leading away from the house. So right. in the, it, was, it was a combination of two things. And and the, the washer had an issue where it would get jammed on, basically, and they would just keep flooding water. So anyways, my basement flooded with like a foot and a half of water. It's a wet basement. It was meant to be one that gets wet from time to time. So right. it was kind of prepared for that. Luckily, there's no damage to anything. But had I had an inspection, I probably would have known about that beforehand. Yeah. Did it have stopped you? No. <laughs> I would have just prevented it from happening. Right. It doesn't have a sump pump either. It's an older home. Right. Yeah. See, I recommend to all my clients to get a home inspection. Even though I've been in, however, thousands of houses, I still, when I'm looking through the property, I'm not looking at it with that kind of eye it's always good i recommend it because you bring in somebody that is looking for defects in the property mm. like so i always recommend it but not everybody does it for all different reasons it makes a whole lot of sense um i mean the only thing that i'd be terribly good at is the framing stuff and right yeah and most of that's not exposed because it's all underneath yeah. everything else so it's not like you're going to be picking out flaws and even if you did not that hard to fix most right. of the framing issues things going crooked and, and that kind of stuff unless it's a floor a lot of houses in the region have floors that are just wonky going floors. tilty. Yeah. yeah. Houses with crawl spaces, very common yeah. to see wonky. Yeah, for sure. That's one of the first things that if I walk into a home and it's like that, I usually just get out. And, and there's yeah. not much, because there's like nothing you can do it's about it. It's not easy. No. Yeah, it's not easy. I know. And there's crawl space. If you see, if you're looking and it's a crawl space, a, a crawl space, older home, very likely wonky floors. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them in the region too. Where I come from up in Barrie, everywhere has got full basements but here it's a lot more crawl spaces a lot yeah. more small basements that are just furnace rooms and, and things like that yeah, yeah 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 for sure it's different you are interested in getting into the housing market at some point it's got to be something that you would love to ask a, a realtor <laughs> i'm drilling you for questions just because i want to get something different well of course <laughs> no i whenever we talk real estate we have in the past because you're you know, you're uh, a realist. You're the second real estate expert we've had. Expert. Definitely the most colorful. <laughs> Who was the first? Uh, his. Oh. Uh, his name <laughs> is Jeff Woods, the Wham Property. I'm not sure. No, Pardon? I'm not sure, but. Oh, I know his name, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff Woods. He co-owns Wham Properties in St. Catharines. Nice. 
he, uh, mentioned that he had a, somewhere around 100 units currently wow. under his own name or company. Wow. Property management. Wow. Good for him. Um, so whenever we talk about stuff like that, I take a, I take a backseat because you're obviously kind of knee-deep in everything. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I don't like talking about it because i was as i've said before i just feel like i'm falling behind with it and yes i know you've said countless times let's go off that how old are most of the people that you see on a day-to-day basis how old yeah 30 not necessarily a prerequisite for no no no, but i want to are you falling behind are you no are there many 20 year olds uh not definitely not many 20 year olds i've done a couple deals in the last few months that blow my mind with some of these young Dutch boys that have saved every penny well, growing up on Dutch. farms. Yeah. Huh. And they've been able to purchase properties really young, like 2021. 20, um, but I've dealt, like, I just bought my first house last year. I'm 35. I built a house. It took me that long to get into the market. I was selling real estate for five years before I owned a home. So it's always one of those weird things. Like, I was framing houses for about two years. Thinking, when am I gonna get? <laughs> yeah, I'm building these things every day. But yeah, yeah, because it's weird. You see it all the time. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it as falling behind. I mean, when you get in, you get in. Real estate uh, has a great track record of improving and appreciating over time. Uh, goes through dips. Canada's been really good with not taking big ones like the states. But I mean, whenever you can get in. I, I have lots of friends that don't own that are older than us. So, it's yeah, whenever you can get in, it's good. I, case in point, I asked a very stupid question to your girlfriend, Tila, the other day. Just because I was going through, not necessarily the finer details of owning. Yeah, I think the stream stopped, so. That's I, okay. I, I think if you just Might be refresh it. Might be intermission. It wasn't. Anyways. Yeah. Well, uh, that's okay. It's all good. I'll, I'll fix it in a second. It's all good. I can pull it up on my phone too. So, you, yeah. Um, it, it, I want to own a home. I want to own rental properties eventually. I, I, I look at what you have done over the past few months and... I wouldn't necessarily go as crazy, but drywalling isn't that. It, it's time-consuming. Yeah. I've done it, and it can be done, and then everything else that goes with it. I, I don't like the idea of tearing down walls. or. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and yeah. I personally probably wouldn't be able to live without, like you you, you were living in. We for, for what? I don't know what you, how you say that. We... How do you say forgo? I don't know. Forwent? Forwent gone. <laughs> it sounds like it's right, right? We were foregone. <laughs> we went without a lot of basic comforts for a long time because yeah. it was the first place that we were renovating and we couldn't have a second place to live while we did it. So yeah, yeah. it's it's not for everybody. Yeah. I, for I don't recommend it upon anybody unless they really are committed to the idea. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not against the homeowner side of things. It's just... In, I. It all comes down to me actually figuring out what the hell I want to do with the rest of my life. Because right. I can't do it right now. I, I, 
I keep looking at houses and I do the stupid TD mortgage calculator and I go through things and I what's a good more like what's a good interest rate? Three point two nine. Okay, so then that's yeah. kind of roughly where I was going on. It's pretty good. And yeah. then like the everything else, it's just it's so on the cusp of being affordable. I could do it myself yeah. and my girlfriend, but then there's also the personal side of things. I'm just about to move in with her. Give me one more year. Let me know. And I say How this. How long have you been with your girlfriend? We've we've been dating for, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> well, you put me on the spot. I know well, this. Well, ish. I mean, I don't need more to know. More than a day. year. More than a year. So, yeah. Uh, a year and a half. Gotcha. And we're moving in together nice. in July. And oh, you, you're I'm planning not, it already. Pardon? You're planning it in in advance that much already. Well, it's almost May. Yeah. Almost. How how come July? What's what's? Uh, roommate transition. Nice. Yes. And <laughs> once we. It <laughs> sounds like a nice way to say it. Well, it is. It's 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 a hundred percent amicable. He's moving in with his girlfriend. So Perfect. It's just it's a good transition. Actually, he's moving in with his fiance, but that's. So are you going there? Or is she coming here? She's coming here. Nice. Um, so I don't want to buy a house with her until I know that I can live with her. Of course. You already lived with Tila for a year. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's really the prerequisite. It Affordability-wise, it probably can be done. It's on that cusp where we'd have to watch our finances, yeah. but it can be done. Yeah. I, just, I, would, I would recommend it if you wanted it, but... A good, what I tell all my clients, first thing you do is talk to a mortgage broker or your bank and see what you're pre-approved for. Do a full pre-approval, not one of these like bullshit 30-second ones online. Even the ones the banks, honestly, I, I really got into it once we started talking to our realtor and a mortgage broker because we tried to go with CABC when I was just looking at what we could get approved for a long time back when we were looking for the first house mm -hmm. and they did the real pre-approval process and showed us all this stuff and then we went to go buy a house and all of a sudden all that was worthless and it was a very long and arduous process to try and get approved for something again yeah so a pre-approval is only good for about three months mm -hmm. and it, it was within that period i believe that we were searching but and messy. um a lot of people mortgage specialists whatever whether they're in the bank or a mortgage broker, they tend to do really poor pre-approvals mm -hmm. where they don't get all the information because a true pre-approval will be a credit check. Yep. It'll be collecting your pay stubs, be making sure that you've paid your notice of assessments so you don't owe the government money. It Not everybody. Did all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, and I, what were they? They were missing. There's always more. There really wasn't much to be hung up on. And in fact, um, when we did end up getting a house, there was probably more little things disclosed about, you know, financial past and all sorts of stuff. Right. Like that. It seems like once you get into a stride, it's not so bad. Like when we went to go buy this current house, mm -hmm. we got approved for an amount more than $100,000 more than we could get last time. No, and with like very little questions asked, there was no, is the money for the deposit in your bank account? Right. Okay, prove it. No, we didn't have to prove anything. It was right. very easy to do. It's awesome. So once you own a property, it's much easier to get another one. I can I can say that much from my personal experience. Yeah, for sure. Worked with um, Penn Financial for that kind of stuff, which I like nice. Penn Financial. They yeah. You seem to be a friendly bank. Yeah, nice. A lot of people want to get away from the bigger banks and 
can't blame them. I like my Meridian Credit Union, except for yesterday, I had so many banking issues. Oh, no. And I don't, I, at first, I didn't know what was up. I was trying to get stuff done. I think it's something to do with the Easter. No. Weekend. No? No. Uh, Meridian, all the banks across Ontario were closed because of some, uh, they haven't disclosed everything, but it seems like somebody threatened uh, physical harm to some of their locations, so they just closed it down. Oh, really? Yeah, dude, I'm not lying thing. to you. Do your research. I haven't yeah. heard this okay. yet. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I use Simply <laughs> Financial, and they had a bunch of things where they weren't showing transactions from the past uh, four days or whatever, and there was a bunch of weird things. Where No, that, that was unless there's something bigger at play, but for a while I couldn't log into my bank stuff. I couldn't log into my business stuff. I'm like, thank God it's like Easter Monday mm-hmm. and not in the middle of the wedding season or something where checks are now bouncing because they right. can't do stuff. But uh, So you're with Meridian? Yes. Yeah, I bank with Meridian. As well. I like Meridian. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, it's the only bank we have in Wingfleet. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a strange thing. It's a credit union. Yeah, hmm. well, only six thousand people in Wingfleet where I live. So. so, so how does that work? Is it the whole thing where you sign up and you're a member now of the of this credit I union? Own a share. You own a share, yeah, for like a buck or something. Yeah, yeah, it used to be twenty five bucks. Now it's a buck. Yeah, we don't. We don't I got in when it was twenty five. We've never Same. talked about banking on this podcast. What kind of things do they offer for like? There's usually a low risk um, investment plans and stuff they can offer like a GIC and, and things like that. I don't know what well, you too much. I the reason why I know I was with T D for a long time. And then when I got my business account I got it live for you again. Beautiful. So Thank you. Um I was with T D for personal and then Meridian for business and I nice. thought that's great. It's a good divide. But Meridian was so good with my business account and good like yeah. like no fees and whatnot. I once TD started screwing me over with their credit cards, not in the traditional sense, they just every credit card I would choose within seven months, they'd no longer offer it, so I'd get another one. Like oh yeah, that's annoying. It's yeah, strange. Yeah. yeah. So that is. I closed everything and went to Meridian, and I'm very happy. And as far as investments go, I mean, I have. Standard TFSA, lots of mutual funds, GCs. Yeah. Uh, they were locked. And now I'm just waiting to. <laughs> Saved it. You wouldn't be the first person. Saved it. We're good. Did it f- screw it up? Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but no, GIC. Every, I, I assume everything that a regular bank has, Meridian can do. It seems like Penn Financial has a lot of the same options. The, the only thing I thought was interesting. When I was doing my mutual fund investing, they asked me if I cared about ethical investments. And I said, (laughs) tell me more. They're like, well, do you mind being invested in oil? I said, well, traditionally all the rich people are in oil, (laughs) so not at all. And they went through everything else. And they're like, how about cannabis? Like, I think that's probably a good thing. Yes. I don't know. I do have to get to the bottom of this. Worst performing mutual fund is in all the cannabis stuff. I don't know really? what is happening. Really? <laughs> yes. Hmm. Maybe there's some weird thing where people I don't are understand. keeping their business numbers low and artificially moving stuff. I have no idea. In the wrong direction. Maybe it was overinflated bit. before and it hasn't caught up yet. I maybe. don't know. People are all pissed off at I'm, the I'm, government I'm, weed. Well, maybe. Bad I'm not reputation. pissed off at all because I'm still making money. Good. It's just curious because you would have thought... 
that something so new yeah. would do very well. Yeah. But then again, any idiot could be like, yeah, well, once it's legal, we're going to be rich. Yeah, it's going to blow up. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't follow it, but I'm guessing over inflation. I'm guessing. I don't have investments, so I just hear what, what I hear. But that's my guess because I've heard a lot of that too. It was on fire, I think, before legalization. Yeah, I th- right? I, it was doing very well because I got in before <laughs> it was legal. Nice. And <laughs> it is doing better than it was then, but, I mean, relative. I don't know. It's something where at the end of the month I look and I'm still making money and I know that this it's, is all, good. it's yeah. all an up-down thing. And it's all low-risk stuff anyway, so yeah. I'm going to make money. When I think of cannabis, I think of the general state of our society and, and people. What's what's the general state of Wayne Fleet? Because I, I I hear a lot of jokes about Wayne Fleet. I, I would love I would love to hear. Who am I? I want I want to ask him about some stuff. I love it. I love it. What you like, like what, Wayne Fleet? Wayne Fleet's the best place in the entire world. Really? Hands down. I, the only place that gets more jokes than Wayne Fleet is Welland and Dunville. Yeah, I think. So what are you get some shared on Welland memes all the time? I, I I'm very fortunate to get on there, and, and it almost shut down yesterday. Yeah, too. do you want to know something? What's that? He's coming on. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. I know it Rob? has taken a lot of cultivation. Yeah, it, Rob. We, yeah? we don't know. He might bet on us. Who knows? Oh, you know who he is? I mean, I've I've spoke to him. He's a he's a, a name very, drop. I don't even know. Yeah. I never knew his first name. A bit of a name drop. I don't know. I, don't I think know we should bleep that. We should bleep. Yeah, that. yeah. Should. Maybe maybe you should bleep <laughs> that. Maybe getting, it's not. Maybe that's not his name. I don't know. I don't know. I'm we're never getting his grand reveal on this podcast. That's amazing. So, so what? You've talked to him just through be- private messaging and yeah, and or, actually. I was talking to him last night when I seen that he was going to shut down. Yeah, I'm like, city wouldn't be the same without him. I'm like, you're going to shut down. I'm like, can I call you to talk about this? And he gave me his number, but I was busy doing a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, how late can I call you? And he said late. But then when I messaged him late, he didn't respond. So you weren't the person that offered to buy the page for five thousand dollars, were you? No, but that's (laughs) that's not a terrible price. (laughs) He said somebody offered. To buy the page for five grand, you, yeah. it's to buy eleven thousand followers. That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, that you, are pretty you, passionate about the topic. You yeah. better be a good shit disturber because <laughs> Wellen needs him. I'm sorry, lots of people hate him. But really? I, oh my god, have you read his comment section? I mean, but are they just joking? I don't oh, know. Man. I don't think so. I think people have a deep he of him. he jokes, but when because I contacted him in the winter saying hey. Like, we just had Niagara 411 on. Yeah. I know you have shared some of his stuff. Let's get you on. We'll backlight you. We'll make it look like you can stay completely anonymous. He's like, uh, the weather's not good. I'm not going to come. He bailed on us. He's one of the people. He's one of the reasons why we booked so far. In yeah, eh? And he just kept going. So I finally contacted him again. I'm like, okay. Hey, it's 2-1 now. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Coming back. Um, I contacted him again. It's anonymous. Come, let's talk. He's like, ah. He, he is he really about staying anonymous though? I yes, I he is. So. He hasn't published anything about his per- and and it's a good idea. I think that he doesn't because yes, I think he would suffer some kind of repercussions from being public. But then he came, ostracized and said, and such. You're you can ask me whatever you want, and I'm not gonna hide, and I'll I'll come on. Yeah, and- I've asked him to be on a burger review, and he didn't say no. Just haven't put it together either. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we we're having him on, 
I like it. But he well, but you said exclusive, so you're you're doing the unveiling. Yeah, I, I love hope it. So that's amazing. I, and I'm glad that he didn't close well in memes because yeah. he, yeah. he shares it. One yeah. that's great exposure. One to of my sure. favorite page, Facebook pages. I, I love his page. Um, it is. It's fun. And the, when I was Ty, I lost my lost my mojo. Uh, <laughs> talking to him, he was open about doing it. Yeah. In an open and honest manner, but he he made a post or a poll saying, "I'm thinking about being on a podcast. Are you going to listen or listen and then kill me?" And the comments on that, a lot of people want to know who he is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he says as soon as he does the podcast, he's going to have to move to Font Hill to get rid of get away <laughs> from everybody. I love it. I love so it. So it'll be interesting. It's so two weeks. There's a bit yeah. of truth in every good joke, and it is true. You go to Font Hill, it is nicer. Yeah, of like, course. I yeah. went to nice. the restore in St. Catharines. Stupid outdoor. Oh, it's wind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I went to the restore in St. Catharines a little while ago, and I thought, gee, this is a nice store. There's plenty of useful stuff. I went to the restore in Font Hill. Huh. Holy shit. <laughs> Ballin'. Like. <laughs> yeah. I bought a stove and a bunch of cabinets from there. I yeah. know. I was, I couldn't believe it. And then my girlfriend got mad that I went to two restores without her. <laughs> Apparently, I don't go shopping. Oh. She didn't get mad. I shouldn't say that. She never really gets mad. She's like, you went without me? It's it's an interesting way of voyeur, voyeurism that you can walk through the dismantled things that were in people's houses. Yeah. As if it's an entirely, entirely publicly accessible thing. Peer into people's lives. <laughs> it's funny. It all looks like it belongs there. But there are, it's, it's all ripped out of people's houses. And you yeah. can't believe it. They, so, so much of the stuff looks so neat and, yeah. and well kept. Yeah. I love the restore. Yeah. Everything about it. I'm like, that looks... I, I have a feeling that these cabinets, from what I was told, actually came from the restore. Probably. So. Could be. Pristine. Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference. It's a great experience. But yes, Font Hill is so much better, and you can tell based on the stuff they donate. Yeah, Font Hill is a nice place. I mean, it's right on the border. I always, growing up, growing up in Wingfleet, and I still want to hear a Wingfleet joke, but... <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah, you can Some, think about something a Something about um, where do people in Wayne? Well, it's not really about Wayne Fleet. It's about Dunville. Dunville. Something about people in Wayne Fleet when they want to go to the zoo, they go they to Dunville. Put, they put a fence around Dunville. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. But I'm sure there's one. I'm sure there's one about Wayne Fleet. I, a lot of people. A lot of the um, people that maybe lifted trucks and all sorts of weird car mods and stuff seem to come from Wayne Fleet. That's yeah, a weird maybe, trend. maybe a lot of guys in Wayne Fleet drive trucks. Yeah, a lot of farmers. And a, lot of, um, four four. a lot of young kids <laughs> with uh, lowered cars or under lighting and, and fancy stuff like that. That comes from Wayne Fleet too? It seems like it. I don't know. I, I would almost feel like that'd be more Welland, but... <laughs> I sold a Pontiac G5 manual transmission tinted windows some teenager had it, basically teenagerified the thing. Guy in Wayne Fleet bought it. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. From Welland. I sold it from Welland to Wayne Now it has monster truck tires on it. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wayne, Wayne Fleet's a great place. You, are you guys familiar? You ever go out to Wayne Fleet ever? No. No? I, no. I used <laughs> to be... No, never. Won't I, cross I, the border. I might have come through there a couple times. I yeah. used to basically be akin to a traveling salesperson for a while. I used to do baby photography, and it was in-home baby photography. So I've been all over the Niagara region. So I've spent a fair amount of time in Wayne Fleet, as long yeah. as there are babies being born. Right. Uh, so Wayne Fleet, Welland, Dunville, all over Port Colburn, Crystal Beach. So you're familiar. Yes. Yeah. And... 
So, but well, hold on. I just, Wingfleet's got a bad rep out this way. <laughs> yeah. Is it, really? I work at a construction site, so they'll shit talk anywhere, but so oh, okay. they yeah, get yeah. some of it. When we go watch stand-up comedy, yeah, I have found that there's a few comedians that must use the same material, exactly beat for beat the same material, but go to different places and must ask the manager of the club or the comedy club saying... <laughs> So where's a place that people shit on? Because when comedians do come here, even though they're not around here. Can we get a little more of this? Sorry. You probably in the fridge. Yeah. Thank you. Which Thank actually you. didn't shut off today. Um, Wellen and Wayne Fleet are always the common denominator. So <laughs> sorry. It's all good. It's all good. I have uh, went to high school in Port Colborne, and the way it kind of worked was people from Fort Erie, thank you, would make fun of people from Port Colborne. People from Port Colborne would make fun of Wingfleet and then Wingfleet of Dunville. And I don't know who they get to make fun of, but. People across the border, maybe? I don't know. Tra it travels west. I don't know. Cayuga? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Cayuga's not that bad. It's yeah, like, I don't know. Cayuga's a nice little small I place know. to drive through. I know. I don't know who Dunville stations. makes. I guess Dunville gas makes fun of Wayne. Gas stations and one Tim Hortons and yeah. that's it. The yeah. roads are very, there's no potholes. It's, it's nice. No. Yeah. I always wonder what it'd be like to live. I was driving, I drove through Jarvis um, on the weekend and I was talking to Melissa saying, it'd be so weird to live in a place like this. Like there's a hundred people. The dating pool would be so small. You got to drive 30 minutes anywhere to get Anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. That's like Wayfleet. Just what? So. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you're in your job, you live in Wayfleet, but you're, you're in other parts of Niagara consistently. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you get to see the light occasionally. Uh, yeah. I get to step out of the barn for a little bit. Yeah. Step out of the barn. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I do business all over Niagara, but I, I, I always find it funny when anybody makes fun of Wainfleet because it's literally one of the best places what ever. What makes it the best? I mean, it's a rural community, right? Or maybe so, a, a sense of community. People talk to each other. I grew up there, so I'm completely biased. But a little bit. Yeah, a, a little bit, a lot, for sure. A I, lot I, of it. I, I don't know. It's small. Yeah, you don't have neighbors upon you really tight. It's nice to have some space. Uh, grew up. you're a nudist? I should yeah. start. Hmm. Is it rural enough that people say do target practice with guns on their property? Of course, people. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I should go there more often. We don't have a police station, right? <laughs> oh. Hopefully, We're, not a lot of crime then. I I I don't know if it's self-governed, but it maybe is a little bit because it's very rare that I hear. I'm sure there's crimes going on. Yeah, there is for sure, but. And people get along pretty good in Wainfleet for the most part. I'm not going to say every person gets along with everybody, but it's people get along, and when there's something wrong, they basically figure it out. I, I don't know. I, this is I love Wainfleet, and it's great like that. It, I grew up on a farm, a lot of farm, like tons of farmers. That's the number one uh, economical driver in Wainfleet is agriculture. So farmers, they're, I mean, they're good people. They work hard. They like to have fun. And it's a good life. I mean, it, this is where a lot of produce comes from, is from Wingfleet. So you want That's good amazing. organic produce, Wingfleet. <laughs> Can you go there and like buy it locally, like in oh, some of kind course. of market? They got a uh, somewhere? Well, that's good. Last year, they just started 
for the first time ever a Waynefleet Farmer's Market. I think it's on Wednesdays and it was mornings before it was held at Meridian Credit Union in Waynefleet because they're really socially responsible. So they were, they hosted it. And, but a lot of the farmers, I don't think that they're depending on that market because we got no. so few people. They it's go out to Port Welland. I know that St. Catharines has a little market in the downtown area yeah. weekly. Twice a week, I think. You guys ever go there to buy produce? Yes. I, yeah. I love yeah. that experience. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's great. I, mean, I do want to say, we. I wasn't sure what your answer was going to be, but you legitimately just painted Wayne Fleet in <laughs> the best light yeah. I've ever heard. Now I want to go visit. Yeah. It, it, there's not... So it's funny because people growing up in Wayne Fleet, they're like, what the hell did you do growing up? I mean, literally throwing rocks in a puddle was fun. I, I, I don't know. We, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, get, I don't know if it's easier or harder to get yourself into trouble in Wayfleet, but it, I don't know. You find ways to have fun as a kid. You don't live right next door, yeah. right next door to anybody. So when you want to see somebody, you got to jump on your bike and ride like 30 minutes to meet up with anybody. I don't know. It's country living it. I like you maybe get to push the limits more than yeah. kids in the city where yeah if you I don't know somebody had a dirt bike and they're ripping it over to their neighbors and they're riding on the road without a a license plate because it's a dirt bike they yeah. might get away with it out there yeah for sure get away with it in the city that's yeah. for sure yeah Wayne lots of motorized vehicles doing things for sure probably lots of snowmobiles too mm-hmm. I got used to a lot of that um, where my parents are from Nearberry Innisfil kind of more countryish people just ride snowmobiles all over the place because the lakes right there yeah they go ice fishing. Yeah. So you catch them all over the downtown streets. But if you said to me, like, Joe, you're painting a good picture of Wingfleet, I'm going to go out there, you're not going to find a whole lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I've said, I've there, been... There are things. If, if you're going to go to Wingfleet... <laughs> What's the list? There are The things. Marshall Heritage Festival, okay. once a year. If you've never been to that, it's the same every year, so you don't necessarily want to go every year but you go once it'll be because it's heritage right you're looking at old stuff Guess it doesn't change yeah there's no changing there so it's the same thing every year Probably i go once every 10 years yeah it's it's a little bit there's of an experience out. yeah i i, I like to go because i see everybody around it's a marketing tool for you yeah for, well that i just i like socializing so yeah marketing socializing seeing everybody but Social that's marketing. yeah that's the biggest event we have i don't know like the most popular spot is the Beervendale. I've done some videos there. Beervendale. Yeah, that's an Avondale that sells beer and liquor, and it's. You're lo- wow, we don't get those out here. That's it's incredible. it's an amazing spot. It's the busiest place by far, <laughs> and yeah, they sell beer, liquor, cigs, lottery. They've got a donut diner, and they're open till eleven, so people come from all over to like get their booze. Donut diner, the brand. The, the yeah, chain. it's not because okay. technically a chain anymore. It's, no, they, years ago it used to be a franchise, right? And then the franchise kind of, as far as I know, maybe it's changed, but as far as I know, it used to be a franchise. Franchise stopped being a franchise, but they let the independent owners still use the name and whatnot. Oh. So fancy, you learn something new. I was gonna say, like, there's a donut diner on Niagara Street in Welland that's yeah. right. right beside an Avondale. So right. I don't know if there's something Some kind with of, that. Yeah. I got denied employment by a donut diner once. Oh yeah. What did you apply for? Nothing good. <laughs> it was when I was in school. I applied to just be a breakfast line cook, and apparently I didn't get the job because I, I didn't handle my eggs well. 
Ah. Screw them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And make your own eggs. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna take more opportunities to plug Wingfleet though. There's all the good <laughs> things. There's actually really good eating there. Okay. Uh, and you would know. Lots yeah. of good burgers. Yes. So I mean, there's a two by four diner, and they serve. Two by four. Yes, and they serve <laughs> great breakfasts. It's awesome. So if you're ever feeling like a little cruise for breakfast, two by four diner, you will not. You'll you'll be. Happy with it. This video sure. sponsored by yeah. Two by Four Diner. I love it. I Call love us. it. I love it. I just sold it recently, so yeah, <laughs> helping out. To, I represent the seller, but the buyer. I hope she's doing well. I was actually like. going to ask that if you uh, handle mostly uh, residential, or do you do commercial real estate as well? Uh, like most, primarily residential, but I do do some commercial. Recently, selling the two by four, and I've. I've done a handful or so of uh, commercial deals. Biggest deal I've ever done was a commercial deal, which was nice. But yeah, sprinkle it in. It's gonna happen. I can't go over the fact that it's called two by four. That's so two good. by four. It's been that since forever. And then I'm, I'm gonna keep going. DJ's Roadhouse is a seafood place down seafood. deep. Yeah, Long Beach. It is rand. It's only open for about I don't even know four or five months of the year only like 4 to 8 p.m. And, <laughs> but you go, it's rammed, and the seafood is great. Now, if you, you guys like seafood? Uh, yeah, what kind of seafood? Hey. We're talking like stuff from the lakes or stuff yeah, from they the Yeah, they have perch. Oh, good question. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a connoisseur. They have perch. They have perch for sure. Okay, like yeah, perch. perch and shrimp, and uh, I'm sure scallops, and I've had their fisherman bowl where it's got a mix of things. They have, it was really good, uh, uh, what's the squid called again? Calamari. Yeah, calamari where it's hand cut there, and they, if they're hand cutting, it's hand. They bread it there, really nice. I like calamari. You don't like seafood. I'm not a okay. seafood. Okay. I'm. A, I, I'm I love seafood. I'll eat fish like uh, perch every year. Fresh caught perch, Lake Erie. So, can you name any other lake fish? I'm curious. Bass. bass right? Okay. What kind of bass? Big man. Yeah. Small. Small. small Pickerel. Whitefish, yeah, pickerel, walleye, yeah, yeah. which are not a the big same thing fish for Canadians. No. Yeah. Pike. No yeah. Pike, yeah. Smelt. Smelts. Smelts are <laughs> I feel good. like I can name a lot of fish. So you like seafood? I love seafood. So I, DJ's one time take the girlfriend out there. It's right by this the beach. sponsored by DJ's. Yeah, this, this is, let me tell you a great date night, Waynefleet style, okay? <laughs> you go out, I, I don't know what order you want to do it in. You can mix the first two. But you go to DJ's, mm -hmm. have a great seafood dinner. If you go on a Saturday, their prime rib. I can't believe how good it is. I had it last year. Really good. Maybe you guys go together. You have seafood, you have prime rib. And you can sit on the patio or inside. Either is cool. Right next door, they've got a mini putt where they actually have really good. Mini putt? Yeah, really Double good. Day. So you, you go DJ's, you hit up dinner, you go mini putt, you grab a homemade ice cream sandwich made there. They actually have the best french fries I've ever had in my life, but you'll probably be full. And then you go hit the beach, Long Beach. It's the most beautiful beach in all of Niagara, hands down. Really? I mean, I've been to Shirkson Shores quite a bit. Shirkson's nice. But so Shirkson's like nice, but if it ain't like that, then no. I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. You know what? Let's be honest. The worst <laughs> of beaches can still be good. Well, I, I mean, know. rock, rock's not nice. It's nice sand. I know. There's yeah. a lot of crappy ones in St. Catharines. But still, even the worst of beaches have never let me down. Yeah, I guess, I guess. It's better than 
a not beach, I guess. <laughs> it's better than a desert, I but, suppose. But yeah, I'll it's drop nice. I'll Chippewa River if I'm if it's too hot outside. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So swim anywhere. Yeah, DJs, mini putt. It's the hungry putter. Then walk the beach. You can walk a good hour, half nice. hour out, half hour back. That's that's a date night right there, that or a buddy night, like or whatever. Double yeah, double a whatever, whatever, whatever it is. And yeah, that's there's concessies. That's a convenience store right there. They might have some live music going on while you're down there. A convenience store with live music. Yes. What the hell is happening Wait, in Waynesley? <laughs> so like, this is the thing. There's only so many people. So when you have one thing, it's you like gotta have lots. Microcosm of just. Interesting Everything. things in one place. Yeah, so, yeah. I never knew. Now I'm moving to Wayne Fleet. See, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Concessies, it's a convenience store. They've got like a diner in there. And then they've and live got music. live music out on the patio. And I think I've never, I don't know, people playing, uh, they got sand volleyball there too. Sure. Okay. I, I thought Port Colborne was weird with their Service Ontario slash flower shop. Right. But, but now I know there's flower <laughs> shops also for sale. Hmm. As far as I know. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, if you I want like to it. work in the same buildings as Service Ontario. Yeah, it's probably a good spot. It's probably busy there. So it's probably pretty For good. For the Service Ontario. Yeah. It must not be, actually, because there's like three chairs in the Service Ontario. And really? honestly... Well, I guess not as busy as one in St. Catharines. I went there because I read the reviews. When I got my truck, I hmm. needed to get a license plate. And everybody said, quickest service, people are good. <laughs> For the most part. Yeah. Went there. They did not lie. I was in and out. People were good. In and out in ten minutes. Yeah, got yeah. a license plate. I was like, "This is great." Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've I've seen that before too. I've never gone there before. I've gone to Welland, but yeah, yeah, which I didn't go to because everybody had a miserable time. Yeah, <laughs> service on. They get busy there too. What you get? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, something I just learned about Service Ontario that some are privately owned. What? Do you know this? No, that seems. I what? just I just learned this over the long weekend. I how do you privately own something that deals with like Ontario? I hope I'm not misquoting stuff. this. Okay, that doesn't. Get can we can we go to he's Google? Gonna, he's he's got to fact check because that yeah. sounds absurd. Uh, maybe this is it fake news. It does sound absurd. That's that's I, like I saying, believe you. That's like saying, I don't know if I believe myself because when she told me, <laughs> well, that, that's like saying the CRA is open to franchises. I, I okay. So I was trying to call <laughs> service one Ontario. franchise that would piss people off. The uh, CRA. Yeah, I was trying to call, and that I was calling different locations, Welland, whatever, St. Catharines. Finally, one picked up. And I'm like, thank you for answering. And then it came up something how they're privatized, and that's why they're working and. The other ones because they can make their own schedule and, and that. yeah. That's are, that's are, are you finding it? Blowing. I, I'm gonna. Is there a little from something? From the Ontario.ca. Um, or was I wrong? I don't know. This this is good. I didn't follow up with my own fact check, so this is good. Well, that one was just so. That's a that mind-boggling uh, thing. So fact checking is a thing that uh, I do in my spare time because yeah like you I just inherit all these little tidbits of information yeah. and I don't know, know whether or not they're true but if I say them to enough people somebody will correct me eventually if I'm wrong so we, we do we got something there this yes. is interesting it, it looks like he's digging through a frequently asked questions or or something like that there's if service Ontario determines there is a need to establish a new private service Ontario center in a particular community, we will acquire a service provider to operate the center using our existing vendor of record. Uh, 
the vendor of record arrangement is an approved list of individuals and businesses that are pre-qualified to become service providers to operate private private service Ontario locations. Wild, eh? Yes. I okay. So, Jesse, we need to find out what makes you a pre like <laughs> have all the prerequisites, and we should open a service Ontario. <laughs> I love it. We could it. do it better. Absolutely. We could have the best service in yeah. Ontario. I love place. it. I love it. It put me in for Although, like ten percent. Let's be honest. A privately owned, that means you're a franchise of the government. That's cool. No. You could, it'd be worse uh, than being a fran- McDonald's franchise. No, if you could make your own hours, what else can you do? You could this is probably good. customize it a little bit. Just like the guys that answered, they're doing it better than the other ones. That's true. And yeah. I don't know if ports good hours, are privatized or not. Free coffee and Timbits. There yeah. it is. Uh, somebody to help you that is not miserable on the on the worst part of their, their day. You know what? It's worth looking at. I love it. You're welcome. Give and me Joe the... said he was in for 10%. Yeah, you 10%. heard that here. Yeah. Verbal Sign agreement. Sign it up. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's in a flower shop. Just, you know, Maybe. trying yeah, to keep the atmosphere light. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. They were, they were a flower shop. The government's like, hey, you're pre-qualified. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, give, you, do you we'll think, give out license plates. Do you think you have to register or they go through their list of businesses that are registered and they're like, hey, you've been pre-qualified. Do you have any desire to run a service Ontario? <laughs> that sounds like jury duty, except you can make money. I don't think they're that uh, yeah, progressive. Not. I think people apply for it. <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So which one was the one that picked up? Uh, it's a good st- question. I think it was the one on St. Paul, 301 St. Paul okay. there. I okay. Think. But I don't know. That's Maybe not. One. Maybe they sent me there. I, so, I, I called so many. I don't know. It took forever to get one. That article said it has to be in an area where it's it would required. qualify. It would require. Well, St. Catharines is a big city. Yeah, and but it, we already have one. multiple service Ontario locations. That's true. But none that are right downtown that I can think of other well, than St. Paul. St. Paul. But you would think, like, for them to say, oh, we need it, you would think the government would be like, yeah, a service Ontario on St. Paul Street makes sense versus a independent business owner thinking, I'm going to open up a service right. Ontario place in Waynefleet. Right, right, right. The government would probably be like, yeah, we have St. Catharines, you can take Waynefleet. Yeah, Waynefleet, you can have it. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's something I didn't know. See, I'm going to do some research on this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder if they offer, like, if you, as a independent owner, I wonder if you get government benefits. Mm. That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. I don't know if I care. I'm, I'm at a point in my life <laughs> where I don't have benefits with my job, and I don't Same. personally see me a needing benefit. them until I'm Until older. you need them. Yeah, like, if you, if you need, like, for instance, <laughs> I have to pay for my dental visits myself. But I only end up going for something important every, like, four years, so it's right. not that expensive. Right. Probably less than paying for insurance. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not the worst. And anybody can buy their own insurance if you are a contractor or you do something else or you do not have benefits. It's something I've heard multiple times is it's good younger you are to get life insurance because it's cheaper oh, yeah. than I've getting had life yeah. insurance for a long time. But it yeah. can go up once you actually would probably need it. Yeah, maybe. I... There's a lot of stuff with houses, too, where you have to get certain types of insurance, and, and you have options, too. Like, for instance, I was offered insurance um, for injury, where if I get hurt at work or I get hurt in my own, you know, spare time or whatever, mortgage payments could be made if I'm Did unable to work. It? Yeah. Good. I thought it was a good idea. You're at a job where you can <laughs> get injured. Yes. You work for him. 
Yes, as a contractor, I do a lot of different stuff. But yes. Oh yeah, so you're you're, mul- you're doing multi stuff. You got the house I, going on. You I got... have like five or six sources of income. I love it. Can I hear them? Hmm. A lot of it's odd <laughs> jobs, but yeah. So carpentry. Yeah. But also, okay. but also, contractor work like other home renovations for both myself to make money. So carpentry but, for yourself. Is this all on your own or? Yeah, for the most. Yeah, like I work with a company. I'm an employee there doing yep. the framing stuff. Gotcha. But then I also do renovations for myself, which is in the real estate realm. But then nice. I do renovations for other people, like if they want odd jobs done around the house. Yeah. Um, I sell. I buy and sell things a lot. I, I, I love like to it. Collect vintage cameras and other things. I'm very knowledgeable about and can flip yeah. for a decent amount of money. That's amazing. I so love the hustle. I do the photography and videography stuff with DH where, Media. Where do you find vintage cameras from? See, if you're lucky, Kijiji or Facebook can work, but it hasn't worked Estate for me. Sales. It hasn't worked for me in years. So I go to garage sales a lot. I worked at a an electronics recycling and metal recycling factory, and I was on the floor and I put a bunch of things aside and asked the owner if I could have them or buy them in or whatever. In St. Catharines. In in. Barry. Gotcha. Green gotcha. Go Recycling. Um, not Geep. Geep sucks. I work there too, but gotcha. Geep is a terrible place. No, gotcha. yeah, so I, I like this to... This video not sponsored. I love... I, I collected a big <laughs> bin. It kind of got me started. I collected a whole big bin full of antique cameras. Right. And now I, I have a huge, huge collection, but also a huge amount of knowledge. So vintage cameras, do they go up in value? And do they hold... This, this is an interesting thing to explain to somebody that might not care at all about this kind of thing or, or know anything. Film cameras, um, right. there's many of them that were, you know, pretty expensive in their in their lifetime. Like yeah. Vintage, I'm talking about anywhere from the 50s to mm-hmm. to the 80s. Um, yeah, they, they were pretty expensive things. People would, you know, save up to buy the latest, greatest camera. And there was pro cameras that, you know, only professionals bought. And there's ones that, you know, our family members who just wanted to take right. good home photos would buy, which are still sometimes worth something today. But, but then right around the time digital started to kick in, and people started to buy digital cameras and stopped using their film cameras, everything dropped to like ridiculously low right. values. Like you could get cameras that had in perhaps the um, 70s adjusted for inflation been worth like $2,000 or something like that for now you could buy them for I don't, $100 or, or really? less. The people are giving away because they're you know, these old antiquated pieces of technology. Do they still work? Yes. Do they work well? Depends on which ones you get, but, but yes. Right around 2007, eight, around there, people started bringing interest, a bunch of hipsters and stuff, and, and people right. that wanted to use old <laughs> cameras started collecting them, and I don't know what drives the, the force these days, but yes, um, and yes, they work. There's there's different types of cameras. This is this is stuff I love, but... Yeah, I, and so, I like hearing this. It's good. The, re- the reason that a yeah, lot of them... let's geek it all. Camera geek, let's, I'm the in. The reason that a lot of them work are some of the older ones um, from the 70s and prior. A lot of them were based on a mechanical design, so that... Being said, is the core functions of the camera all work without a battery, right? Which is an interesting concept. Yeah, it is. Let's just say there's an apocalypse, yeah, or something. I don't know. I've, I've always thought of this weird situation. Let's just say yeah. not an apocalypse, but you can't sure. get power. Yeah, you could document the experience with a film camera. You couldn't with your digital. The thing would be dead in a couple of days. And what's a pinhole camera all about? Ooh, so you do know something about cameras? Well, I okay. mean one percent, but <laughs> this is this is like a physics question. I also went to school for. Biology and a lot of other sciences, and I I roll over here. Anyways, <laughs> only for the camera. Just because yeah. I like I like the science. I but overact. A pinhole camera. Mm-hmm. What What do you know about film? Uh, about a pinhole camera? Because then I can I can jump off. All All I know about a pinhole camera is somehow 
you have a piece of paper, you poke a hole in it, you got a box, yeah. and somehow the sun so, burns so the, an image or something. The kinda. invention of photography started with having... So you're like, fail. Having, no. no, 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 you're right. You're right yeah. about it. Okay, the invention of photography started with the idea of being able to keep an image, keep the light that comes, you know, you could see it through your eyes all the time, keeping it on something. Right. So some kind of, we do it with film, right. we do it with digital sensors these days. Right. But somebody invented some kind of film, we'll call it. Pinhole camera works because it's more it's more simple than using glass to focus an image mm -hmm. onto the film or whatever. It's it literally you're just using a diaphragm, a very small point mm -hmm. where all this light has to come into. It, essentially, what it does is sharpen it because right. if you, uh, it's difficult to, to say, but <laughs> it's, if you, it's if hardcore. You just a, I know. If yeah, you have a piece of film for the right amount of time, and then you know, hid it in a dark bag and developed it. You could get an image, There's actually, be an image. in front of it. It right. would be very blurry. You wouldn't be able to make out anything. The smaller you close down a diaphragm, and you could almost right. do it with your hands. Right. You don't wear glasses. So if there's something in the distance you wanted to read, if you can make a really, really small pinhole with your fingers, you can sort of it see helps? how it sharpens Yeah, it sharpens it. Interesting. Yeah, right? So I could it, see how I look on the it's, camera It's then. easier to do if you actually poked a hole in a piece of paper. Interesting. But but what you're, you're doing is sharpening the light coming through it because it's all condensing through the small point. You're also making it darker, which right. is why you have to do long exposures with pinhole cameras because there's not a lot of light. Like how there. long exposure? It depends on the sensitivity of the film, but let's just say you want to take a picture in broad daylight, right? Yeah. The picture, you might have to take the picture for about half a second to maybe three seconds which in terms of a picture is a very long time i didn't even realize it took a picture i thought i've seen yeah. one before where it oh, was like it was just casting it into a, a room or something i don't know it was like i could have sworn it was like a cardboard box with a piece of paper and a pinhole or something yeah, i don't know there, there are camera obscura which is a one of the first types of camera but it was a thing that you could go sit in and it was this gigantic box like big six i don't know let's just say six by six by six or something right that had a pinhole on the one side of it staring out at the street right you go inside this box and it's per it's pitch black except the light that comes in through the thing and it, you sit down and you can look at the back wall and the image of outside is projected although it's upside down because right that tends to happen when you try to right. focus an image but yeah. yeah this is the weirdest tangent ever but i love it I never <laughs> is it i don't know i find it really cool i like it well, is that is the pinhole camera kind of the first camera, or how did? Yeah, it... that would be the easiest way to do it because nobody really knew much about light and optics back when this kind of stuff was going on. Right. Uh, film didn't really start, or, or using cameras didn't really start to take off until the late 1800s. Although you could do weird things like that prior. But... Yeah. Do you know how cameras started? Like, I don't know this stuff. Is that getting too it, it hardcore? It probably started from a desire of people wanting to keep an image instead of, you know, painting or whatever. It was just a different way to express an art or to capture something that's like a, a image right. of a person. And was the pinhole the first camera? Yeah, yeah. It probably would probably. have been. Yeah. I mean, once people sort of got on this whole focusing light business and they had something like a film to keep an image on, they probably very quickly switched to regular glass optics right. that we know these right. days because it's a lot clearer. You can do it's a lot brighter. You can do a lot more with it. Yeah. I mean, the, the only time pinhole cameras get used now is for students and stuff that are trying to yeah. have you know a little bit of fun or do an yeah. experiment. Yeah. And they work. Yeah. They work. Built one in grade nine. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Eh? Yeah. I kept it for a long time. I wish I still had it. Okay, so let me break this down though, because I've never used one. Mm -hmm. Could could you make one? Yes, with you can make it with cardboard. Yeah. Right. All you need 
which is, I don't really know how you could make a film emulsion, but let's just say you bought the film. You have that okay. given to you. Yeah, you could make make a like a camera with a set of cardboard or, or whatever. It's so not hard. Box to of cardboard, film sure. in there, poke a hole in one. Sure. And then as long as you have a way to move the, and, and you, a shutter could be as simple as you, you cover it with your hand. When you find the thing you want to take a picture of, you move your hand out of the way so you let the light in right. for the right amount of time, which you can do some math to figure out how long that would be. And then you cover it back up. And, and, and then you, you take this to a dark place and you develop it. And you, but how would you know what the image is going to be? You don't. You don't. Right. This is this is this is pre uh, pre digital since or before digital. You never knew what you were going to get. Right. As a right. consequence of having all these film cameras, I spent maybe a year or two shooting almost only film, and it, it's a, it takes you back to a, an interesting time because I mean I was around before the whole digital revolution, but I didn't really use the camera that right. much. Right. But going back to film as an adult yeah it, it's a whole new thing because you shoot this roll of 24 or 36 exposures you have no idea what you're gonna get right, right right now is there anything in film like there are people with records and vinyl going to cds is that anything like film back in the day going into these dark rooms is there something better about those pictures or not or is it oh pictures better now that's what the cult following and all the hipsters are on about because really yeah there's um this is interesting. You guys, so, I like it. So, if you've ever watched, I'm not as tech heavy as him. If I you enjoy this stuff, and if you've I know ever watched a lot of it, but yeah, not like him. If you've ever watched like a dark YouTube video or or just a video that somebody shot on a low quality camera, you might see lots of weird colors pinging out of existence. It's called image noise, right? Right. And it gets grainy and it has a weird look with digital. Film has the same thing. I don't know if you've watched much, um, like even film. What, what's a good one? The Godfather, or like something that was shot on film. The Godfather, uh, or the an early, like an early version of Citizen Kane would have also looked really you've good. That. But mm. okay, but Wizard of Oz. Mm. There you go. The stuff that's shot on film and, and ah. video is included in this has a graininess right. and, and even like a different representation of colors. It's kind of like a throwback a little, feeling. A little bit, yeah. Like, people use all these Instagram filters these days to give these weird looks. Some films, just that's how the film looked. Right. And, and it's this weird thing where huh. nothing is a perfect representation of reality. Even just your stock camera on your phone, it's still approximating things, just like how film did back then. And they would have different shades of blues and whatever, because it's just the best representation of the color that the film could do at the time. So, yeah, it looks different. To the untrained like eye, it. and even to me in most cases... If you say which one's film, which one's digital, and they're shot at the same time, same place, it might be hard to tell. Right. But it, it sort of has a different quality. There's, there's weird things people do to make the quality sort of really distinct. Like, film has expiration dates. I don't know if you if you knew that, but uh, but it goes bad. It gets right. grainier, less sensitive, all sorts of issues. Breaks the time. apart. Yeah. But some people will purposely just let it go expired. And, hey, this film's 20 years old or past expiry or whatever go out and shoot with it and get a weird look out of it ah. or um hmm. if you go through the airport the x-ray machines if you stick your film through that and it gives you a weird look so yeah huh. people are trying to get a, a different look just like how people are going back to tapes and records and things right so now the cameras is there a brand of camera that's more desirable like yep Absolutely. So what, what are some high-end or whatever? It, yeah, it largely has to do with build <laughs> is it, quality. Is this funny? I don't know. It's, I, I, it's just going to be me talking for like the next hour. <laughs> because you it, get a kick out of this stuff and you, it comes out of you. It's largely due to um, build quality. Just like t today pretty much, the 
engineering capitals of the world exist in Germany and Japan, I, I would say. So most of the cameras come from there. Mm -hmm. But brand Leica is probably most uh, associated with class and, and money. Like, for instance, they're... If you want to buy like an old um, Leica M6 or something like that, which is a film camera, I believe mm -hmm. from the 80s, mm -hmm. one of those will run you maybe $3,000 for wow. for a film camera. They, at the time, wow. didn't cost nearly that much. Um, other brands like Hasselblad, which is um, funny thing, they took that one to the moon and did some of the moon landing pictures. Hasselblad is a company. I think they might have really hit a good stride at that point in their career, but... Um, I, I personally collect Nikon most mostly, which is right. a brand that's still around today and still fairly affordable. It's still very competitive in the market of cameras. But what's the oldest brand that you know of that's made it through? Leica, the yeah. Leica that I can think of. I don't know if Hasselblad's older, but I know Leica has been very successful since about the 1920s. Kodak's newer. Kodak. Or are they even around? Kodak is an older brand. They're not really around. I wouldn't. Kodak they, is around. They, they still make a, films and and they stick their name on cameras yeah, from time to time. Purely in a sponsorship manner. Gotcha. Eastman Kodak was a yeah. brilliant, well, guy and company, but yeah, they they never really got on the board with the whole digital thing. Funny enough, they invented digital cameras in some capacity. Oh yeah. But they didn't invest in it, so that was their downfall. So then they fell behind there. Gotcha. Yeah. But they still make films and people still buy their film. These so days. the cameras you have. Canon in this. You guys case. got a pretty cool setup here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I really I like, like that it. We're talking about cameras. It's cool. Yeah. I, um, I guess this is good advice. Maybe given it a couple times, perhaps. But if somebody wants to start a podcast or something with longer format, the reason we use Canon cameras is they're the best suited for our situation because you can modify the software and you can extend record limits and you can record for a long time like we've been going for an hour and 22 minutes and the cameras so are still going normally with these i think even with your nikon cameras yep. too though with these cameras the there's limit. a limit in the file size right where it can only go to a four gigabyte file size right and a lot of these cameras it equates to about 12 minutes right of high definition video in long form video or podcasting in this case they typically wouldn't work for it. unless you want to get up and restart yeah. the camera every 20 mm -hmm. minutes or whatever it that's is. a pain in the ass so yeah. because we're going with canon we were able to put software on it that basically when it stops recording it still will only record for 12 minutes it'll automatically start it again ah so so you mm -hmm. hacked that in there yeah it's, a, it's it. a very stable hack yeah for the most part and if anybody wants to know why, it's a boring reason. It's for um, import taxes because as yeah. soon as you really? extend the record yeah. limit to something that's you know not ending or very long, it gets classified as a video camera, which taxes on those are higher. So people would really have to pay more yeah. Money. yeah. So so, so then can you just hack it and then you're okay. Yeah, then you're okay. Huh? That's pretty cool. I maybe you would know this. I heard this through the grapevine, but I wasn't ever sure when you do my research. Is it true that some battery grips? increase the record yep. because they they can sell the camera as is but then right. a lot of cameras have battery grips we which don't have one to show i don't have That's one okay. i have them in my closet yeah. whatever <laughs> Love um, <that. laughs> you see this a lot if you've gone to a wedding and you've seen a wedding photographer he or she probably has one of these stuck to their camera. So this... Unless you put extra batteries in it, because you need to be working all day. You can't be right. switching batteries all the time. It would be your normal camera setup. 
I dropped that thing. I don't like cannons because they make you take the battery out of the camera. Nikon, the one stays in the camera and you just attach it and another battery's in there, but yeah, so yeah. that's a little nitpick thing. Huh. Um, there you go. And then, and then the camera weighs uh, another 10 pounds. And now it'll record longer. Not, not in his case. Not in my case, some, but some this one has, it'll, only, it'll still only do four gigs, but it has a non-stop record, so it'll just start up automatically again. So and you don't actually it. lose any data. Pretty cool. Yeah. And now the mics, what are the mics all about here? <laughs> so good, I love this. Here you go. So, <laughs> well, I, I just have an appreciation for this, because since well, I, I, started... I do want to say something mm -hmm. before we continue. We were talking about you before you got here. Yeah. You're, you are very watchable online. Thank you. Because you sound good first and foremost. Really? Yes. That's the and first time you, I think I've heard that. Thank you. Well, it, it's true in film production or in a lot of things. You're, And I'm not saying you in general, but the video can be shit. Mm -hmm. And if it sounds good, it's automatically better than a great video that sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Is, this is something I learned early. And you use, I didn't realize you use that. wireless mics. Yeah. So I have a lav. I have a reporter mic. And now, now that we're shooting with my phone, I have just a shotgun mic where Good. I throw, throw the because dead cat on there. Because you sound so much better. And <clears throat> that's, there was a student house in Welland. That's when I first really started watching you. And mm. you have a very interesting style of talking because the camera was down and you were walking <laughs> in front. Right. Like, it looked very interesting, but I was watching with his girlfriend. I'm like, at, right. the, at the very least, he's... You know he kind of knows what he's doing because he sounds good. <laughs> At you the least. <laughs> Love it. But it's that's important. It's yeah. very important. Yeah. Sound is crucial. Yeah, it's key. So, and I didn't realize that when I started. I just, I never, I was never into any of this stuff until I started doing these videos and doing content creation. I thought, like a lot of people, you just think audio works. I think this is what people yeah. think. The, is, the, Barrier to entry for audio equipment, good audio, as you know. What, yeah. What did you spend on your lab? I don't even remember. It's, I've spent a lot on different equipment. That's See, why I'm so intrigued. Chances because, are, and I don't, I don't want to say anything bad. If you no. didn't want to go the full wireless route, because this, what you're connected is wireless. Yeah. Even it's a foot away from it. Yeah. Um, the first labs that we used weren't wireless. Right. It was a $30 lavalier microphone. And we connected it into a smaller field monitor, right. and that worked. Yeah, that's awesome. The reason that we've chose the equipment that we have is a little bit through what costs more money than... We started with these. I should start with that. We have H4N um, recorders. Really good field monitors. Which cost have, them. These handle all of the data, all the recording. They have microphones built into them which sound good under the right circumstances if you can get them close to your face and all sorts of things. But we found that we can get better sound for us, at least, because if we're hosting this, we should at least know to talk into a microphone so we can get something that's in front of us. I'm bad at it. Yeah. Talking into the mic? 
Which, that's the difference. See, you're wearing a lav mic. We usually yeah. use that for guests because they can, you know, throw their hands up yeah. and get all, you know. And we, I have always thought that if you put a guest behind a microphone like this, I get a little bit nervous. Yeah. You have done the content creation, but yeah. there have been some people who said, I thought it was going to be weird at the beginning, but you forget the mic's yeah. there sometimes. Yeah. You're just talking. Yeah. yeah. So, so Definitely more casual this way. Yeah. 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 Technically speaking, you can get a better sound from one of these. This is just yeah. like a, what, do, what would you call this? A studio microphone yeah this yeah. is a and this is type of actually i can't even say entry level because there's some very interesting mics for like 50 bucks nowadays yeah that like these are 120 yeah yeah and what's the screen all about there what's that doing that is a pop filter now is that to I prevent wish I could, clipping or i wish i could demonstrate this to you in a way that wouldn't hurt the audience's ears but yeah um <laughs> i'll do it after the show sounds good so if you use the letter P or other more harsh letters and words, yeah, there's an effect that's called a plume. And if you don't have he one of these, shit, eh? if you don't have one of these, if you're listening, listening the, to Eric is like looking at the answers in the back of the book. <laughs> the microphone will limit out, and you hear very loud, like popping in your. Ear. It sounds terrible if you're listening to anything through headphones, especially, but even just regular speakers, it can sound bad. This takes essentially the energy. It's transmitting through the air, and it sort of breaks up that really right. high energy P before it hits the microphone diaphragm. Right. That's cool. So, so it gets rid of a lot of the harshness. It doesn't affect any other part of the sound, so far as I can tell. I you, like it. You would see this even like in a, a professional recording studio for like a musician right. singing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you, it helps with the um, they call it dynamic range of the audio, where there's something that goes a little bit past. Nice. Ooh, a little past the dynamic range of the microphone, so this brings it back down. I like it. I like the gear. I like the setup, and that's a GoPro there, you said? Just as a backup. Yeah. Because one of the hidden darker sides to the cameras is because they stop, there is, oft there is often times a gap from when it stops and when it starts. Right. Thankfully because we start them at different times and they both do record at different uh, points they're never off at the same time but we just uh, use the gopro but as if a they backup. were that records continuously which is another thing if you want to make a podcast or other long form content and the go new gopros, GoPros you good. can do you can do you, you, you can go live on you can live social media them. so you could just that's do cool. a that's live cool. podcast with a gopro that's cool um, there's lots of things yes. that you could do and if you just wanted to go sound you can do it on your phone. Yeah. 100%. Just, just get the audio. Yeah. 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 I like it. So you guys got skills. Is going to be a Joe, uh, a Joe podcast now? I mean, I've definitely thought about it, but yeah. it's nothing. I this, I like doing these. This is good. Yeah, this this is great for our guests because they get to talk about themselves and they don't have to worry about any of the production side. It's mm. about um, self-promotion, really. Like, yeah. you are self-promoting. I mean, yeah. we know of you because of your self-promoting. Yeah. Or Joe Crawford. It sounds... Well, <laughs> well, no, I knew about you before. I had ah, contacted you yeah, before. Yeah. But he he had told a story about one time he was performing and somebody had asked him if he was Joe Gonzalez. Yeah, and I get that about him too. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Oh my God, we should have you both on. That'd be fun. I haven't had a long conversation with Joe in a while. We just got to let's do yeah. it. Yeah, he's a fun. good crossover. He's a fantastic entertainer. He was, oh yeah, he is. Yeah, for sure. He's really good. Yeah, he's Planet. been around doing stuff for a while. He's good. 
But talking about the other stuff too, what's the worst technical difficulty you've had doing one of these? Last week we had a weird one. Something happened with the microphone where our guest sounded very robotic. But it's okay, because there's other points of audio. If you're really, really well prepared or just lucky, there's, <laughs> right. there's audio coming from that camera. Uh, that camera, although it's garbage. And then that camera. So if you, if you fiddle around with it, you can find something that sounds decent, say if that stops working. And right. it, it's okay. It's a workaround. It's not the best. but We, outside of... The camera's not recording, which we have had it where they've stopped or the batteries have been full. We haven't, as I said before, we haven't lost an episode. We've had to make changes. Most of the time we are 100% in focus, which is great. Nice. <laughs> Did you do video right from the beginning? I Like for the podcast? The podcast, it was yeah. always video. Yeah, it's smart. Good. Video, so you can hit audio. YouTube and all the different channels right yeah i mean i think when podcasting started to take off a lot of people just went with itunes or it or took us a long time to get on itunes it and did. everything yeah we originally went the youtube route and that did nothing right. it was, actually it wasn't until we I had think the it still does nothing yes yeah, YouTube youtube's hard point, to beat Facebook archive facebook is at this point right the facebook is better by the a episode with antea yeah. uh was the first and last YouTube video that did really well because she drove people to that video. Nice. But like Niagara 411, it's been viewed, I think, about 11,000 times on Facebook wow. and maybe 50 on YouTube. I know. It's all, it's... So we're, we're not driving anybody to YouTube, but now we are on Spotify and iTunes and podcast.com and the Google Play Store. And those do not amazing numbers. We're not famous. We're not yeah. doing anything. Yeah. But if three people will listen to an episode a week on Spotify, I'm like, okay. So where where is Facebook your biggest consumption? And then what about the podcast? Like just the audio part? Uh well, we host I feel like you're just getting all this information and is this your podcast is next week. <laughs> no, <it's> um, <laughs> we host on podcast.com and podcast for the longest time. <laughs> We never did just the audio because when you're hosting, when you're doing podcast audio, it needs to be hosted somewhere, mm-hmm. kind of like YouTube, mm-hmm. but audio. And most podcast audio platforms charge a monthly fee. Oh, and I didn't know one that. day I was Googling free podcast hosting and podcast.com, which you would think would be expensive, would be like the yeah. ideal place is free. 100% free. There's some downsides. You can't schedule episodes. So whereas on Facebook, I can schedule the episodes, but I have to manually add the audio ones. But it's free. It links to iTunes and Spotify. So once it goes live on podcast.com, I can and I do go into iTunes and Spotify and update the feed automatically. But if right. I didn't, within 24 hours, it would update. So that end is costing us nothing. Yeah, that's sweet. And really, on a week-to-week basis, we do purchase new equipment occasionally. But yeah. this week, outside of our time, costs us nothing. Yeah. Next week costs us thirty dollars because we're adding a new piece of tech. Nice. What's that. a new piece? Basically, it allows <laughs> that microphone that's you're using just to go straight to this, so that way I don't have to have two of these things. I can just have one. That's sweet. I like that. We have the audio as simple oh, as it no. can be. I think. Oh, that's no good. Austin just scored a goal. Oh, um, I say because I know it's getting late, but we should probably. 
should probably let um, let the the hockey game end on this episode. We got twenty minutes left. We can do it. Okay. Yeah, we can make it happen. Um, the audio is as optimized as possible. You yeah. can you can bang out a full audio in very little time. Oh yeah. The video can probably be sped up in certain situations, but with new video editing technology, I can edit at a faster pace than real time. Nice. Do you edit any of your content? Because all the stuff that I've seen is just a straight one cut kind of. Are you hiring content creators? (laughs) (laughs) I have uh, a team that helps me with this and I've got somebody that edits all the videos. That's good. Um, I'll do it for less. I mean, I've I've got a pretty good system. I like that option, though. You never know um, when that might be useful. But, uh, yeah, I don't do any of the editing. Yeah, you, so you're probably new to seeing any of my stuff. But I used to do Must See Mondays, which yeah. I've done, I think, 68 of those. And that was, if you want to say, a little bit higher production. I, I have yes. seen one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, so those... When they started, they weren't planned. I would just show up somewhere with a phone and record. But as it went on, restaurants would be planned ahead that I was going there. And yeah, there's heavy editing on it, lots of takes on stuff. And that that was more, that was one of the reasons for wanting to go to the burger reviews was it's, it's yeah, it's one take, one shot, unedited, unplanned, honest review with the Musty Monday. They're bringing me out these great dishes planned ahead. I, I don't know, burger reviews, you guys have seen them? Yes. Some of them, anyway. Uh, I was really worried about doing them because I didn't want to give anybody bad press. I was really worried about doing that. But reviews are... I feel like I'd be a little bit less forgiving. I'd be happy to give bad press if it was just... Yeah, I see. I Being, being a realtor, you know, I, I want to work on... Now, yeah. on that note, yeah. talking about burgers... Yes. I cannot think of the last time I had a horrible burger. Like, let's be honest. Wow. I've I've had some bad burgers. Really? Yeah. In in the time you've been doing this. Yes. Yeah. So you you have cushioned the blow of bad burgers by saying it's okay by not giving your honest review. No, I I'm giving the honest reviews, but uh, I thought the same thing. A burger is going to be pretty good, but uh, I've found so far that there's You're first spoiled. Well, <laughs> There's a mix of things happening, but there's two burgers. There's the well, not two. There's a few, but you can have a backyard burger, which is a frozen patty Mm -hmm. that they're not making. Then there's homemade patties, but I've had more bad homemade patties because they tend to get overcooked more, and I'm only getting the lettuce, onion, and pickle. So there's not no sauces to make them good. So I don't know. Lots. I've had hockey puck burgers along the way. Yeah, like my first one I had. Was at Handlebar Hanks. One of it's oh. one one of my favorite places to get wings and pizzas. Great there and get some OVs there. Shout out to Well and Me. Well and Me. Yeah, I, yeah. I tried OV just just because of Well and Me. Yeah, I think it was at um, what was that? Mike's something. No. And now you're a fan. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I think he's a part owner in OV. The Well and Memes. Yeah, I mean it's just Well and Pork over and beer. That's that's what we drink. I have to say it's okay. I our old podcast set. Featured uh, 114 beer cans in the background. That were, everyone was a different type. Because I went through a thing of trying all the craft beers I could. Right. I couldn't try them all. But I tried a lot of them. So I have a lot of opinions about beers. But yeah, it's okay. I would not okay. buy it again. No. 
No, nah, there's lots of options. Should we out there, have yeah. OV here? For, for well and memes, yeah. I'll have OV for that, I guess. You have to have OV here. I will drink a full beer for him. I almost brought a six pack of OV. I was going to ask you if you would want it, son, because we like a hockey game, but. I've heard that Old Vienna beer was a lot better in the past by nostalgic parents. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been drinking it no. like, I don't know, 10 years maybe. So I don't know. Yeah. 20 years. I don't know. Nah, it would be further back than that probably. Something to do with Molson, something, something, whatever. I don't know. I don't really understand what. It's funny, the OV. A lot, lot of people love it and a lot of people are uh, don't don't like it at all, but. It's I, very popular. It's not bad. It's a very plain. It's a lager. It's yeah, generic. Yeah. I mean, it's better. I'll put it this way: it's better than Budweiser. Yeah. I don't like Budweiser. Yeah. It's maybe on the same level as Molson Canadian, which I don't really care for that much either. I think it's better than Canadian. You think so? But, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, when you live out my way, it's what's getting drank. So it's you, life. Yeah. Ov <laughs> is life. <laughs> I'm also a bit weird in the beer category, too, because I really like stouts. Nice. I don't drink them all the time, but I do like darker nice. beers. Yeah, so it's really I'm good. I'm weirder in the beer category. He doesn't drink any. I hate it. I can't no beer? find. No? Not at all. Ciders? No? Not really. Like, so unless, do you not drink? You count, like, drink? Summers be drink a cider. A ah, it's but a cider. That's, but. No, that's fermented apple juice. Yeah. Well, that's what a cider is. Yeah, yeah. I know, but, like... Um, no bad press, but Malice Cider, that's a Niagara-based cider, it's its like beer, apple juice, don't say anything. What do you mean, bad? no bad press? I thought you were about to rip them apart. No, we made you work for that. <laughs> I know. So. Well, okay. There's no, I'm not a beer person, so it's not good for me because it's really hopped up right. apple taste. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, I'm whiskey and rum. Together. Yes. <laughs> Throw in a little tequila. I'm good to go. Gotcha. Uh, Sounds no. dangerous. Yeah, I, I, beer has never been my thing, so it's always it's always been liquor for me. And I I always thought maybe as I get older, but every so often I'll try one for yeah. fun. It's just there's something about it. Yeah, I don't gotta drink it. I mean, drink what you like. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, it'll all fail our livers. So yeah, mine just a little bit quicker. <laughs> See, growing up Winkley, we just drank it all, all mixed together in swamps, jungle juice. <laughs> I have had various experiences drinking like that. Thankfully, I don't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'd see people do that at high school parties, and I'd just be like, what are you doing? Yeah. You crazy people. Yeah. Oh, there's, oy, there's some, there's some stories, there's... I think there's some really good drunk memories, and there's some really not so good drunk memories, and then there are the nights where there are no memories. Yeah. And I think those are good. Uh, <laughs> That's optimistic. Well, for the longest time, I thought a local bartender got fired because of Justin and I. Because they overserved. They overserved, and I thought, oh, we didn't pay, and she got in trouble. Oh. Took a long time to find the receipt, so I realized we paid, well, but just good. by happenstance that she didn't work there the next time we were. <laughs> sir, is there like a tailgating spot in Wing Fleet? Yes. Now that it's, yeah, know. for sure there is. Friday night is our beer league, so it's co-ed baseball starts in a couple weeks, 
So that's a good spot. It does sound like an amazing it place. It is. To it live. is. It is. It's it's literally the best place on the planet. I don't know. Niagara is a great spot. I don't know how you guys Niagara feel. In general, I, I agree with that spot. Yeah. A lot of people trash their hometown. Like everybody that's from St. Catharines, Niagara Falls, whatever, they always complain. And I don't I I love it here because I came from away and I stayed because yeah. because of what I like. I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. St. Catharines good. I went to Brock too. I I like St. Catharines. I went to Niagara what College. Did you go to Brock. For? Uh, business administration. Oh, okay. Yeah. So legit kind of title. Yeah, ish. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to the Niagara College, the Niagara on the Lake campus. Took human resources there. Have you guys? You went to Welland campus. I did the Welland campus route, but I spent an okay amount of time at the Niagara on the Lake. It's campus. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I love. Have you been to that campus? Yeah, I've sort of meandered about around. Niagara than like several times, just spending an entire day looking at all the places. But yeah. I, I don't really walk through it for any period of time. They've got an amazing restaurant there. Oh, They've got craft beers there. Yes. And they the have a winery. Benchmark, you can drink. right? Yeah, Benchmark. We shot... One of the nice things about doing the broadcasting for TV and film is we got to shoot a lot of commercials. And one of my favorite uh, commercials that I've worked on, granted it was for the college, and all I was was the DMT, which for people that don't know is the digital media transfer tech which means that i would make sure that the memory cards that came out of the camera got transferred appropriately to hard drives right and in the real data transfer yeah that's like a 35 dollar an hour job yeah it is i'm qualified i'm qualified too (laughs) um but we shot a commercial for the benchmark and it was a, an amazing commercial and the restaurant aesthetically is such a pleasing place and the food's good yeah did we you try to, to yeah. yeah nice we we, we we sampled pretty heavily and because we were students we got discounts and sweet i feel like for the first little while they did allow alumni discounts i don't think they do anymore i'm not sure when I went there, they had the bench to go, and it was just they starting. They still do, I think. And it was, like, super cheap. I know yeah. it's up more now, but it was, like, three bucks got you, like, a little gourmet something. Because all these students making all these food, they have to get rid of it somehow. Yeah, yeah. And they're just pumping it out because they're just teaching people how to make stuff. Have you ever gone there to try their beers? No. I went to, there was, what's, what's the place that's famous for, like, their stone oven pizzas and on the Strip? Niagara yeah. Lake. Niagara Lake, I don't know. I don't know. That's the place that I've eaten at the most. <laughs> gotcha. This video is sponsored which, by. Which they all they all <laughs> have it. their craft beers, but I didn't go to the college or anything like that for, for beer. Although I used to spend a little bit of time in the Sky Bar at Brock University. Yeah, so nice. Sky Bar. Some stuff there. Isaacs? Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they call it these days, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I, every time I went there, it was like empty. I didn't drink at usual times, I guess. Thursday nights, that was the big night. Probably still is, I'm guessing. Probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, I never... The only time uh, Niagara College had a, a bar called The Core. Yeah. And it was an okay bar, but I never went. Except for one night when it was uh, the broadcasting night and I got loaded with our teachers. Nice. <laughs> that sounds like a good night. And I feel like it's kind of stereotypical and you could say oh science teachers really know how to drink but i feel like film production teachers artists are the artists the heavy drink like right oh my God. like can i have some fun yes and we 
we did a, a class trip to Toronto to check out uh, one of the most exclusive and expensive recording studios in Toronto. We then caught a, a documentary at a theater. Went to, we did a lot actually. We went to a camera show and then we went to a bar. And our teacher lived in Toronto, so he had planned it out. Nice. So we went to the bar to have a little food and a drink, and he got tanked. Blessed. Nice. So tanked that one of the students took the subway home with him to make sure that he was wow. safe. Wow. Yes. That's a good night right there. On a Tuesday, <laughs> when he has to be back at class at 7 a.m. the next day? Sure. But, Yeah. If I went back to university, I think I could probably get a lot more out of the experience. Yeah, I, if, I, if I could go back and retake key highlights of my film course, I'd probably get a lot more out of it now. I don't want to take my like my electives. Right. Like I don't want to go back yeah. and have to take right. HTML5 or whatever it was. But if I could just go back <laughs> and learn the film stuff or if they had an alumni day where they came back and they let you use all this professional equipment to showcase cool. what you learned that'd be cool what you've learned in the field it's a lot of trust that. with equipment i think the insurance company would have a problem with that that's true yeah <laughs> they got some expensive stuff there oh, yeah hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of really? cameras mm-hmm. wow I mean, these are just dslrs that you know you can bat an eye and it's maybe like i don't know a thousand bucks for a really good one or something but Red cameras or like certain we were, high we end were film producing cameras. Like sixty thousand yeah. dollar rigs. That's so sick. Yeah. Uh, we had a we had a gentleman who shall not be named <laughs> who is sporadically working in the film industry, although they don't know. Why are we not naming him? Because he on one of the newer cameras that we had decided that Uh-oh. when you put a memory card in, it's okay to put it in upside down. It wasn't. He did this on purpose or accident? I'm going to really hope that it was accidentally because purposefully would be horrible. Right. But we uh, we were shooting and he put the memory card in upside down and killed the camera. Like, strikes me as odd. I mean, I've, I've never really questioned it much, but I think all that would have gone wrong is a couple bent pins. Because what was the interface? Like a... Was it CF cards at the time or was it something no, more advanced? Were... They were, XQD or, or well, doesn't Red have proprietary card? They have SSDs. I don't know what the module is that you plug in, but I know we were shooting Red, but I can't remember. Well, usually they have a separate SSD module, so maybe that has pins on it. I don't know. It sounds like a situation in which there's little pins that stick up that you plug something in, and the thing has holes, and they go into the, the slot. But I guess he bent them or something. So the. Problem outside of the fact that now there's a bunch of these students because they they were really honest. I had nothing to do with the camera, right? right? My department at that point was sound. Uh, the camera people, regardless of who did it, including the producer who is overseeing everything, was on the hook for paying for the repairs. Now, granted, because it was insured, it was a subsidized repair and whatnot, right? So they either had to pay for repair or they could donate their time doing inventory for the the equipment facility for the college um he was not a popular person after that but then because we're in the middle of shooting our final projects 
when the newest camera that you have goes out of commission and it's supposed to be used for the following week, it screws everybody up. Yeah, I bet. He got fired from his internship. <laughs> that sucks. That doesn't make sense. Because yeah. he, as a student, unpaid, went up to a lighting director and, as stereotypical as it sounds, says, I think you should do it like this. They don't like that. Wow. <laughs> he wasn't on set for too long. Yeah, I bet. So, uh, rule of store or rule, rule of thumb for probably most things, but in the film industry, is just be friendly to everybody, but don't tell anybody their business. How to do what they got to do. Yeah. Yeah, I like I, talking about that. I like the light setup too. This is is this a three point setup? Is that what this is? This called? is modified. Because of how we're doing it, we have heavy shadows, trying right. to mitigate it as much. Um, we change it up occasionally. Uh, but it's that one is focused on us, that one's you, and then this one's just kind of a right as wide as possible. Good tip if you're getting into the most basics of lighting. Keep the lights a little bit higher up than just level with your face. Right. It tends to fill in some of the shadows and stuff. It makes, makes it look makes like you don't have a big bag right. on your eyes and stuff. And then it's between, because I just got lights just like this, but these are even better, but there's like white and yellow, right? Yeah, so yeah. with these, they come standard white. I think these have the filters on, I can't see. They call that a color temperature. You yeah, might gotcha. see, it, even on like light bulbs you buy for your house, it'll say how many Kelvin, if it's like right. 3,000 Kelvin or 6,000 Kelvin. Right. Um, We're using white lights, so something that's higher than 6,000 Kelvin, but it doesn't really matter. It, it, when you're editing this later, if you do edit your own stuff, you can color correct depending that's, on what kind of look you want to get. That's another thing. Because we have done this for so long, our cameras, we have it white balanced specifically right. for this area. Right. So that which, way I don't, really don't have to do any changes. Which typically in most cases means that your whites just look white. Like for instance, this probably looks fairly white to all of us. Although if the camera might pick it up and it might be more orange than you think it should be. So you can dial it back to where right. white is. Or, or it might look too blue, depending on what you do. But yeah, you've got all these little gels that come with it. Nice. You could use other colors if you oh, want yeah. to. but I've looked. But, gels are affordable. But blue yeah. and, and orange are the most common types. So what of would those cast. be used for there? If you want to paint part of a scene, well, let's just say you're lighting a, a set for like a movie or a commercial or whatever and you want part of the set or somebody or something to be slightly more orange If you're filming a sunset than something or something. Yeah. Or right. a campfire yeah. right. in a horror short film. You make right. it look like look the part by having a very orange and glowy and that gotcha. kind of thing. Love it. You guys know your stuff. It's it, it, awesome. It relates to housing. If you've ever seen people select certain types of bulbs for like a room, true. you can change the way a room feels. Yeah, for sure. Restaurants do it all the time. Yes. So... Uh, it, it, they usually go with warmer lights, like the the orange one. I, I find but in when most you cases. see restaurants that don't, it's jarring it, when you see the food. It can look like yeah, it can mess with the colors of the food if you don't do your yeah, lighting properly. For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. You guys ever look at real estate photos and can you tell that it, they're good we, or not? Or? We do real estate photos, but nice. we yeah, no, I have huge criticisms with some. <laughs> most of the time, I'm sorry, it's the realtor's fault. They just whip out their phone. And they just do it. And you yeah. can tell. It, yeah, it's for just, sure. Do you whip out your phone or do you have no, a proper yeah. team come in? I have a photographer, yeah. It, it's funny. I'll, I'll, you guys might appreciate this. When I started, um, it was uncommon for professional pictures on listings. Not never, but uncommon. Probably on the higher end ones, right? Yeah, you might see it on the higher end stuff. But 
when I started, I don't remember what kind of phone I had. Samsung S whatever, four, six. Okay. And my camera on my phone was better than our office or other realtors using their cameras. So I was using my phone and I was taking better pictures off the hop. And at some point I bought, I think, a Canon and I was doing it myself and that stepped up the game a little bit. Yep. But a professional is always going to do way better. Two things that make the, the photography. One, lighting more than any right. camera. And two, staging. Right. If you have a staging company or somebody that comes in to do that, or at the very least a photographer that's nitty gritty and will order the napkins on the table and like make everything look yeah, good yeah. that that makes the photo i think yeah that helps for sure which i i'm that kind of person i don't we don't have a staging company associated with us shameless self-promotion but i will <laughs> I like I, yeah you got it. I've, I've done it. stuff for like um hotel Damn suites and, and that kind of thing where yeah you you know you, you arrange things to look good yeah and you put your lights in places that make sense and you yeah make a room look very bright and colorful we're managing and handling the social media of a very successful um, couple of suites in Niagara-on-the-Lake where we've done the photos for and everything. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. The drone stuff, too, is uh, pretty big for us. We like doing a lot of drone videography and photography. It's nice. to get licensed now. Yes. Well, There's rules on that now, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's more for the... Um, well, there always was rules for business use, but now it's for like, the general public, which is a bit of a shame. Right. I don't really know how enforceable all this is going to be, but yeah, the general public now has to basically take a pilot's license kind of really? thing. Yeah, that's what it's it a is. Lot of forms and rules. I've read through the form, and the reason I say that is when I'm reading through this and I'm trying to you know set up my drone to be and myself registered to it, I feel like I'm applying to be a helicopter pilot. Like the language they yeah. use and the form style okay. is very very meticulous. Huh. It's it's interesting. Which, I mean, yes, there's dangers. Be responsible with your drones, but... Yeah, don't fly it into an airplane or something. No, absolutely not. Yeah. and I, But most people have just have good fun, and they're out yeah. of the way of everybody else, and they're respectful, so yeah. I don't know what the, the issue is. It's a pain, too, because I think it legally mandates that you must stay below about 400 yeah. feet or so, which before yeah. you should, unless you had clearance in an airspace and you could do cool things. Because right. a lot of these drones can go, like, over two and a half kilometers straight. Really? Yeah, they go way up there. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Huh. Like, there's other rules where people break it all the time anyways. You're supposed to keep it in your line of sight. Right. But, but a lot of them have such good video transmission that yeah. you could take it somewhere else and you know where it is. Yeah, you can see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And they're also good. They have really good return to home functions too. So if you do get lost, they should... They come back... Battery reason. getting lower or whatever they come yeah, back they to. Yeah, spin right back around yeah. And, yeah. and try. Um, the tech is amazing. What What is available? Like, I know you were asking about this, but it's, it's awesome to be at the point where I wanted for years to own this camera. And I finally do. I love it. And this has been something I've looked at for a long time. And I don't really have... I have functions for it, oh, just no. not at this moment. Oh no, Boston scored again. Justin's freaking out too. This is not Boston looking good scored. for Toronto at all. <laughs> not at all. It's not over. <sighs> Anyways, so but this. So what is this again? So it's a field monitor, right? So, um, so your camera's got a screen. Yeah, but it's not versatile. It only points in one direction for the most part. And it's part. small. And it's small. I'm getting older. I like to make sure things are in focus. Right. See, so you, you get this thing. It's not just a screen. It will also record. 
large quantities of data. Like for instance, you could stick a 64 gigabyte memory card in a camera, but you can stick 500 gigs in that thing. That's a 480 S- gig SSD. Sick. Mm-hmm. Lots of backup there. Yeah. yeah. It, it will record outside of the camera. So I don't actually have to record with the camera. I can just record with this. And once I'm recording with this, that 12 minute limit right. doesn't exist. On any uh, camera that you can use. That's yes. pretty cool. Yeah. And that's not cheap, a, yeah? No. No. For what you, it's a niche, it's more of a niche product than a camera. It's like if you're going to spend $1,000 on a camera, no big deal. But if you're going to spend $500 or more on a field recorder, you better have a lot of speci- uses specific to that device. Right. Like it doesn't really make sense for most people. Really for this, it's, I'm not even joking. It will be nicer to have a bigger screen to make sure things are in focus. Right. But we want to somehow transition into more business commercial side of things. And you, when you're dealing with a actual director, when we do weddings, uh, Eric's done video for me. His video, he's in control. I kind of we kind of talk about what we're going to do, but he's his yeah. own director. I'm my own director. I yeah. know what looks good for me. Yeah. When you're dealing the commercial side of things, I there have been times where I'm really just a camera person, and the director has his or her own vision. So right. I see what the camera sees, and the director is off beside me, making sure that I'm getting it right. Right. That's not pr- that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, I like that. And then it helps because uh, <clears throat> there's lots of utilities for it. It's just now that we have it, it's working it into the infrastructure. Theoretically, there's lots, as I said, there's lots that could be done, even just as simple as making sure that that one's still recording, although I didn't check to make sure that it would work before. Right. It didn't today, but that's okay. It's still recording. Um, There's an endless amount of equipment that can be purchased. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. I can't believe all this stuff. It's unbelievable. I mean, you, you have a a selfie stick that is more heavy duty than a <laughs> selfie stick I've ever seen. At first, I thought you brought your own microphone. <laughs> That's I mean, hilarious. Well, does it not, like at first glance, slightly look no, like I a No, I knew it was mic? a selfie stick. I did not. Yeah, it's hilarious. That'd be a little intimidating just coming in like, okay, podcasting time. Here's my, my, Here's my setup. Hook me up. This is how I have to sound. <laughs> yes. Tune to your own voice. Um, That's a, it's another thing too. Some microphones will pick up a more smooth velvety kind of voice and it's better for sounding i don't know right. if manly if not just better right but, but yeah like your cell phone microphone probably doesn't do you justice or or anybody else that uses it yeah for sure so it's good to have something nicer yeah we have a minute left plus Are there any other stoppage questions time. any other points any other things you want to talk about First thing, we have confirmed that you are coming back with Joe Crawford, and we'll I like make it. that happen. I like it. I and like that it. That'll be, be fun. Yeah. Maybe by then the set will change. I don't really I don't know. know. We don't know. Have you aired Joe's? Yes. You have. Go I watch it. He's, he just, talks about you. Just he for, does he? Yeah. That's amazing. Just for him alone, I think it's worth watching. You should go back and yeah, it's one of I our will. most entertaining beat for me. I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah. Yeah, Joe's great. There's no dead air like sometimes no. we get. He, he was really good. I had mentioned, because he used to do uh, food reviews as well. Right. So I had mentioned in passing that there was another Joe doing food reviews. And he's like, oh, Gonzalez? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no doubt. We, 
once he had mentioned you, we thought it was a natural progression, and they lost. It's over. That's it. That's it. Wow, that was almost in the net, too. Uh, (laughs) At least Justin didn't swear. Who was your first guest? Oh, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) It's been so long. Was it Antea? No. How do you know her? (laughs) I guess that's a good question as to why we know an escort. Um, Hey, retired. Legit answer, I'm not even going to make a joke, is just girlfriend uh, lived in a house where it was rented. She came in as a... She subletted. She was a subletter. Um, I guess she just knew her for proximity. They weren't really terribly close friends, although I guess they got along. Um, She moved out, my girlfriend, and ever since then, I guess they stayed in contact. And it was just too interesting to pass up. Like, hey... This is somebody in the first episode we would like to talk to. There's a lot of interesting stories. I'll send you the link to the first one. Yeah, um, but the the stories that she told w- warranted the fact somebody that's got a uh, view from the inside of some right. entirely different thing that I'm different not personally world. involved with. Yeah, um, there's it, a lot of mention of drugs and and sex, crazy sex and. Weird fetishes and stuff, right? Abuse. Although, and there's okay, but there's also educational stuff. Like there she, is. She's a very sex positive kind of educator. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, I honestly think it was either her, a gentleman by the name of Alex Kazam. Oh yes, a magician. Oh, Illusionist nice. and mentalist. Nice. He like to be pinpointed ah, as a magician. It's, too, it's too good of a word to give. <laughs> um, he, he's an yeah. excellent performer. It's either one of those two. We gotta have or, him back on. Justin. Huh? Yeah, okay. Justin over there was on our we did a St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day podcast. Yeah. It was drinking, that's all I know. It was a lot of drinking. Nice. It was like three hours long. Wow. We got tanked. Wow. Yeah. Have you had any repeat guests other than her? G, the um, he's a front man for a local band, Road Waves. Johnny Tischler. Johnny Tischler, the, he tried to run for mayor of... St. Catharines, they didn't win, but we had him on before during the like during the election and then after. Right, so. uh, that's cool. And Joe Crawford and Joe Gonzalez when we get them back on. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> there you go. Have little you little. ever had two people at the same time too? No, so oh. it'll be different for us too. Nice. We will. Yeah, we will basically negate the new purchase of the new thing <laughs> by having another lab with this setup. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Or I we like just it. buy this. It's thirty bucks. We'll buy another. Buy two of them. Sure. Um. No, we we keep all of our guests in contact because we always think it would be neat to do what we're doing. This having the two Joes makes a lot of sense, but yeah, that'd be fun. Mismatching guests would kind of be an interesting thing to do eventually because there's different people with different viewpoints. Maybe well in memes and fun hell memes. See, I was thinking about that, but it seems more like. You'd want like Wellen memes and the chief yes. of the Wellen police. Yes, Ooh. that would be amazing. We should start doing outreach to like public officials, seeing if we get one to cut loose on camera. Um, maybe <laughs> we just gotta give them booze. I, I think we should um, stop speculating, and I think we can yeah turn it in for the night because we've it's been a long well, podcast. I'm, I'm over two hours. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. We can we can end it. I will say I'm Jesse. And you are you, and thank you for watching. <laughs> Have Love a good it. night, everybody. Love it. Signing off is Eric. Say bye-bye. <laughs> that was a good one.